And this is Peter. And Norm. Ho, ho, ho. It is, uh, it's Christmas time. And I'm still mourning the death of my Rogue One squadron. <laughs> I hope everyone's seen this by Everybody, it is today was the shortest day of the year, so it's only gonna get brighter longer. Oh, I, I had no idea. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm not joking. I was serious on thinking today was like Thursday. <laughs> I wish, yeah, and one, and one day closer to vacation. And and a lot of the people in my one office, I kind of throw them for a loop sometimes because I'll come in on the Monday and I'll act like it's hump day. And yeah, you, know, you so, need to get a shirt that says Wednesday and just wear it on like Tuesdays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every Tuesday, just wear that Wednesday shirt. Oh, and so now everyone plays along because they know like the my my gag. So they they kind of it's flipped now because they'll they'll start talking like it's Friday when it's like Wednesday, <laughs> and they'll start getting excited because I saying Hey, back some bitch. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we are. We're just gearing up, right? We're a couple of days away from from the big day. That's right. And we were going to do a little bit of a, of a gift exchange. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, right with, here. with the two of us being being friends, yes, I'm, I'm very curious. I love presents. Uh, yeah, we we've done Christmas. Mm-hmm. That yeah, like various we, forms, various yeah, years, various different parties, different types of gifts. I think we got mailed gifts one year where I couldn't. Uh, get around uh th- this year has just been I'm not even sure dude. i'm not even sure what how, how to even define this year like i'm not even like prepared for christmas the only reason why you have a gift is cause of this this program here yeah <laughs> and i forgot that i even ordered it, it came in the mail cause this time of year is just endless mm-hmm. at, uh amazon boxes oh me. yeah it's just like every day in my mail room it's just amazon box amazon but my entire building's like that oh i believe it's it. like you have to walk around them sometimes and they're huge boxes and, and you just stare at them like what did this person order <laughs> i bet it's something cool is there a power ranger pop yeah, in that box but it's a castle gray skull yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah, so I was staring at this package in, in my elevator, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and, uh, like, I, I open it, and I'm like, oh, this is from Norm. It's so cool, because I'm so excited to, to give it to you. Oh, right back at you, buddy. So I, I, I want to jump into that. Um, yeah, I think we should jump into that right now. Okie doke. Well, here you go. And we're, yeah, Merry Christmas. Mine was locked and loaded. You're going to, uh, here, here's, what, here's what we're going to do for yours. Okay. Since yours is not wrapped, but it's in a giant bubble Manila envelope. envelope. Yeah. I'm going to have you just reach your hand in here and, and pull it out. Okie doke. Okay. The eyes are closed, everybody. There you go. Pull that out. There you go. Turn it around. Hey, yo, that's what's up. We have the Dream Warriors Nightmare on Elm Street 3 soundtrack. Vinyl. LP. Yeah. Original vinyl. That's what's up. And I, I thought that would be fitting for us being uh, yeah. dedicated, consistent, improving. 
Very nice. Okay. And I really, really like the artwork for that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I, the best such, Freddy poster yeah, they, they came so out with. it's so freaking... Like, the way how one side is, like, normal human eye, mm-hmm. and then the other side is Freddy eye. Like, I'm not even sure what, what that means, but it just <laughs> looks amazing. And, all right, let's do this. Presents. Look yeah. at you. I can tell a guy wrapped this. Yeah, that was all me. <laughs> you should use the uh, the picture I sent you as as the tag for yeah, this. I should. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it, too. You oh, doubled it. up. Yeah. Doubled up. What is it? See, like, see, this is perfect art. Packing, uh, wrapping here, just leaving it in the mailer. Uh, we have a blue shirt. Yeah, went uh, with the I'm blue. Excited. Oh, no way. Way. This is so cool. Check it out. Dude, WrestleMania 5, Ultimate Warrior versus Ravishing Rick Rude. I love it, dude. Official WWE licensed shirt. Oh, this is so good. This is awesome, dude. It was that one or this him versus the Macho Man. No, this and that one was all gray, but that one, that WrestleMania I saw at the top took place in Atlantic City. Yes. Being the home state, I figured it would be an extra little mm, not, for you. Not only home state, I'm a huge huge Trump supporter, too. <laughs> huge Trump fan. There and, goes half of our fan base. And, and, and or, or <laughs> that's one half gone, and the other five... Yeah. Point five, come back. Was, <laughs> it's, it's we like, just lost four people and maybe two signed on. Yeah, we get, no, uh, yeah. It's uh, if you look at at the voting, if you look at the voting, it's it's overwhelming. We, we would gain more followers <laughs> if people knew we like Trump, or I like Trump. But uh, yeah, and also uh, Donald Trump was, I don't want to say like influence, but uh, yeah, I've read his books for years, right. learned a lot from his books. I had no idea who's going to run for president and say some off the wall stuff, like kind of, like kind of really say some things where I'm just like, wow, you know, and like, and not that I want to get political, right? Because we're not talking politics, but we're going to keep this brief, yeah. But <laughs> hang in there. But at at the end of the day, it's still um, the context of a lot of the stuff that he said, and it, if you drill into it. Like anything, uh, it's 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 hard to take the perspective that that people think uh, he was taking, because you know the the the, the media juggernaut, and, you know as we kind of deal with that too with with what we do, um, there's a lot of movies that you know like a lot of, for example, the Rogue One conversation, was skewed a certain way from the very start, you know and and it's already, like you you start to develop your own mind about something and it changes and like even you you were saying earlier like you are not for rogue one so much anymore i'm not not for it i'm just not as for it as i was before yeah but but a lot of what what got your like you know chest puffed up was from what you were hearing what other people were thinking and you know that leaves your impression and you see you see it and you're like okay well I think it's like that. They think it's like that. And then you take a, you know, take a seat back and you're just like, wow, okay, maybe not. You know, and that's that's a lot of like what happens. Right. Like especially with that's a lot of how the media works. Just took a little bit of time to marinate. Yeah, it did. An extra yeah. day or two. Yeah, and but you know, sometimes it, t- it even takes um like experience, perspective and and facts. Right. And like so what happened with me with Rogue One was the the opposite. You liked it more. I got into it more for for reasons from watching the other ones. 
like the more I watched the other ones, mm-hmm. it's a, it was a lot like with Force Awakens. Right. Like the more I watched one, two, and three, four, five, and six, the more I thought Force Awakens was the real Star Wars adventure. Okay. The other ones, in my view, are not. One's a kids' movie. One's a super drama, you know, Empire, or just like this operate like opera driven like set piece. Okay. Okay. And I still think New Hope is is so slow and boring at times. It it never really captures my imagination outside the beginning and the very end. New Hope has a very weak middle. It's 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 just like dribble to me sometimes. It it just it's doesn't appeal to me. And then you, you have one, two, and three, and it's just like, Ur. yeah. Even though the the third one kind of gets better it every does. time I watch it, it does. You know, like it, it really. And if does. you cut out like the whole middle, beginning, middle, yeah, and almost end but, of Attack of the Clones, it's it. The Battle yeah. of Geonosis is good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, and, and that is kind of becoming. One of the staples of, of all the Star Wars movies. It's like wait until the battle at the end. Mm-hmm. Wait until the war. Yeah, the war. Like wait until that. And but I really, I do believe that Rogue One does things that that it, it it's already done a lot that no one ever thought they would see in a Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and it it does it did kind of rekindle. This imagination of, like the aliens. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah. Okay. And, and Force Awakens really didn't do that. No. Nah. But, but Rogue One did that, and the aliens have zero lines. Right. You they, just they just yeah. have seconds. And people are fascinated. You know, mm-hmm. like I was on IG today. A lot of people. I th- the um, I think when like the encyclopedia books came out, okay. like the the um oh the visual visual history of Rogue One or something right. like that. Yeah. And it had like tidbits and people were like three of my guys that i follow on instagram were uploading like they, they all uploaded the same exact pages they took a picture of the same exact pages of the same exact aliens to give the biographical information and some of the blurbs that they had and that's what i mean like you know and given those people are diehards mm-hmm. that's the absolute core but they're the ones that are going to promote it oh yeah same way how getting into our focal topic today the way how Marvel depended on us to promote Thanos. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were Marvel took a bet that that the insiders would educate the outsiders on who Thanos the was. The internet would blow it up, and everybody would know. Yeah, and I would say even beyond the internet, I would say word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Marvel took a bet that who word, was that purple guy? Oh, that's right. Thanos. Yeah. Who's who? That? Right. Ugh. You know, Thanos. Marvel's dark side, you Thanos. jerk. First appearance, Iron Man 55. Shut oh, the hell up. Oh, knowledge bomb. Yeah. And watch what I have. All right, there. It's one of my. Yeah. Watch I should just dig it out and sell it because I don't care. It's stupid. There you go. It makes, it makes money. no sense. There, there, there's only two Thanos books that you really need the Thanos Quest and Infinity Gauntlet. And that's it. Yeah. Like that's what made Thanos. I don't. Who cares about first appearance? It's just, just stupid. Key issue. Key issue. Take your key issues. I don't care. So, but yeah. So we were. Uh, I wanted to correct something from our uh, previous episode, which was we were discussing domestic box office winners, the top. Right. And I really, for some reason, just 
just it just escaped me at the time. Yeah, a little bit of a brain fart, and I know this because people texted me that that listened to it. They test they texted me the, okay. the, the correction, but uh, Force Awakens is the all time domestic king. I thought it was at nine thirty six. Number two is Avatar at seven sixty. Okay. Titanic at six fifty eight. Number four. Do you know? Want to take a guess on number four? Go on with the wind. Jurassic World. Damn it. Six fifty two. Now, given this is completely different if we're adjusting for inflation. Right. Because okay. I'm pretty sure the fourth of all time with inflation is like the sound of music. Okay. E.T. still up top five. Okay. Okay. It, inflation is a different. Right. Okay. And then number five, we have uh, the Avengers at 623. Now, worldwide, we do have Avatar. Okay. At 27 billion. Titanic at two one billion, Force Awakens at roughly two billion, Jurassic World, one point six billion. Okay. Marvel's Avengers one point five billion, which like again, it's amazing that Jurassic World, like Jurassic World and Force Awakens are almost like brother and sister. There are these perfect Reboot, type of reboot. Yeah. Bringing it back. Let's like, see what magic we can make happen. Similar plot. Similar. Um, conflict, um, different characters, right? But just a familiar flow that you can hook in on. And I don't care. I love Jurassic World. I love that. For, I love that freaking movie. Even even the end when that when that the the thing from the the pool comes. The just, sea monster. Yeah, the cameos. Yeah, I don't care. But like, cause a lot of people uh, criticize that, uh, you know. But I'm thinking. Like just the way how I look at it is if if you're that big, that big of this like uh, Adominus Rex, that creature, like you know, like would have some type of skill to hunt from the shore, like to hunt what's on the shore. It would, it would, it would might be able to de- detect something that big. I feel like he could just see it. It was all clear glass. I feel yeah, like but, if he got that close to shore, he's well, getting he, beached. Yeah, but he was, he was. Um, he was above the pool. Right. And they came out. Yeah. Right. But he was still over top of the dread. The, yeah, the he was. T-Rex yeah. backed him up to Yeah. Him. And I just, uh, to me, that just, all right, it's convenient. But I, like, <laughs> but, but so, is, so is the T-Rex showing up at the end of Jurassic oh, yeah. Park. Oh, like, yeah. hey, how does he even get in there? We um, all know how he gets into the, <laughs> into the, the uh, lobby of the Jurassic Park theme park in Jurassic uh, Park. But, Say, so yeah. I, I wanted to correct that. And did you have a correction? I did. I did. So, Jediism. Not oh, yeah. the official religion of England. <laughs> 53% of people in England wanted to vote it to become a real religion. Their version of Congress vetoed it. <laughs> and I... That would be Parliament, right? Uh, yes, thank the you. Parliament. Couldn't think of the word. Um, Title. I, I, England has taken a hit. <laughs> in my eyes it's amazing it even got that close I can't believe it uh, why wouldn't they want the Harry Potter stuff you would think 99% of the people vote for Harry Potter since they have so much pride in does Harry Potter have Potter. a religion now well they have like the I magic I feel like you could just call yourself a wizard they have like Wiccan yeah, exists but they have but they have stuff they have so much detail in those books that I, I would assume that there's there's like you know, well, there's like, pure bloods and there's mud or bloods. Something. Yeah, but th- there's like a methodology in the practice, which is like she she 
JK did all that. Oh, yeah. Like, I would say, I definitely think when it comes to that stuff, there would be more in Harry Potter than there was ever in Star Wars just based on the source material. People were proud of Pinewood. <laughs> yeah, Pinewood Studios. So, yeah, so today's discussion was going to be Marvel. Right. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ah, yes. And this, this excludes um, Fox's X-Men, Sony's Spider-Man. Could exclude. Fox's Fantastic Four. I was under entail. We were talking Marvel movies. Oh, uh, this was Marvel Cinematic Universe. <sighs> Fox's Daredevil Electra. Punisher 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Punisher Warzone being the second one. Ghost Rider. Okay. Spirit of a Vengeance being Ghost Rider 2. And the straight-to-video main thing movie, which is long forgotten. And so, essentially... I forgot Blade. I did forget Blade. You yeah, did. One, two, and three. You did. You forgot 1978 Doctor Strange. Well, we're not uh, that... A, it counts. Uh, well, a we're kind of talking modern era. Punisher went theatrical, too. Yeah, but it's the... Um, that Doctor Strange was Roger made. Corman Fantastic Four. Well, that was unreleased. You're slacking, sir. No, the 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 point was not to list. It's not unreleased. Movie. I have yeah. it at home. Uh, but I can watch it right now. The, the Doctor Strange is a made-for-TV movie. So is Shield. Oh yeah, but at the same time, we we're like we we're talking more modern day. We could be. So the, the reason why we would exclude these movies is because we don't want to confuse people with what is considered the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, we break it up. That's why they're listening to learn. Yeah, have fun. Well, it's uh, where are you with, like the X Men franchise though? I could take some. I could leave some. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Well, where what are you, we? What you want? Well, um, like, what are your go tos? My go tos. I always have a soft spot for that first one because that one made me fall in love with the X Men. I was really? I was in two thousand. I was ten yeah, when that one came out. I was just pissed. Me target <laughs> audience. Oh, mm. it made me mad too. They should have never played Cyclops down like that. That's. The biggest slap in the face out of all the X-Men movies for me being a Cyclops fan. Colossus 2. They both get screwed. If you're not a Wolverine fan, the movies aren't necessarily for you. Yeah, but it's it's still also that they they had to make a decision. I still think if they if that there was only Oh yeah, it never would have made it as far as it did without yeah, Hugh Jackman and, being Wolverine. And it's also, let's say it only went one movie. Doing what they did with Wolverine would have been amazing. Right. Like, just to have that. Yeah, no, that would have been, it wouldn't have bothered me. But the fact that the other ones never got their due in the team movies, that's where it just kind of, yeah. even having Halle Berry do one-offs in, like, each movie, it's just a, (coughs) it's a damn shame. Yeah. The the X-Men franchise just seems to, be able to keep going yeah it's got every now and again so many characters it gets a jolt um but not like none of none of the movies have had the x-men no okay and none of them really stick they always rewrite each other step on each other's toes yeah i'm not really concerned about that because none of it really by when i say none of it makes any sense like none of it ever like even if we talk about the marvel movies the path to the formation of the avengers makes no freaking sense if you take the the incredible hulk cutscene, what happens in iron man 2 and what leads into the avengers makes no sense there is no linear logic or linear like thread that 
that you're like, oh, the formation of the Avengers because of essentially they were kicking Tony Stark out because of right. his mental problems. Right. And then um, Tony Stark was recruiting General Ross to help form the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then General Ross is trying to shut down the Avengers in Civil War. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's just a, like, none of it makes sense. And right. the, that really doesn't bother me. Like what 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 kind of gets me sometimes is when you don't see like what what the intent is because none of the X Men movies have the X Men being X Men at all. Right. It's always the last five minutes, if that. If that, yeah. But they're not even a team. Most of the, most of the time, the team forms at the end of the movie. It just right. happens and just right just by all of them, mm-hmm. other than Days of Future. The future X Men act like the X Men the most, right? And they keep dying. And and spoiler alert: they die continuously. It's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler alert. I know. I was kidding. If if the movie's two, three, four, seventy years old, hey, guess what? Sonny Corleone gets lit up at the toll booth. If you haven't seen The Godfather, sorry to inform you. Yeah. So it's it's really in Days of Future that you see the X Men combining powers. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the best part of those, that movie. Even though I think Days of Future is the absolute best X Men movie. Oh, yeah. Because it, it, it really shows you that, like, a side adventure for the X Men is, is them rewriting time. Yeah. Like, that's how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avengers are not even that powerful. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. I, the the, the X Men, a full force X Men team should be able to rip apart the Avengers relatively quick. It's not even a contest. I know for the sake of comic books and, and all this, you know, sales and drawing out storylines, but right. but if, if you have a Omega-level mutant like Jean Grey, mm-hmm. there is nothing Thor can do look, against between, her. Between Scott not being able to miss with his eyes, because all he has to do is look at you and you're blown apart, Wolverine not being able to die, and the Marvel Universe's two strongest sidekicks on one side, sidekick, sorry, on one side, yeah, now they're they're yeah. screwed. I mean, the if, Avengers if, are. If the Avengers have Hulk, you there's there's, there's a someone chance. there to keep Wolverine busy. There's, That's about it. There's a chance, but at the same time, the two of them also have a uh, have a history, right? And Wolverine can, can conceivably can take down the Hulk. Yes, based on him able to take punishment. Right. So I mean, it's but at the end of the day. The, the Hulk cannot block a psychic blast from Jean Grey. Fair or enough. Or the White Queen. Okay. Or Professor Xavier. Like, they, they, these people can get shut down before they even start to fight. That's how powerful the X-Men are. That makes sense. Okay. And and you, you, you never see it because... The only chance the Avengers have is Wanda going Scarlet Witch, going full-blown... Yeah, but, but I'll... God mode. If but, you're gonna yeah, give her those kind I, of powers, but I will say this too: that that was the House of M. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't read House of M, I I do recommend it. Okay, because it's it's a very well constructed story. But it's it's written by Brian Michael Bendis. Awesome artwork by uh, Oliver Coopy Coopier. I forget the guy's name. Oliver Coop. Really nice, and the guy has like a um, like he doesn't do like crazy angles, like everything's kind of like like facing, 
Okay. Like he, but he he has such an interesting style in the way how he breaks up, um, the line work. Like it's it's it, they've really got like a good artist for that. And so what that book did, it cranked up Wanda. Right. It also destroyed, like the whole idea of her character. Okay. It, it, it's stupid, just stupid, lazy, too powerful, and that helped destroy the Marvel like continuity. Six one six, just everything. Okay. Like they were never able to recover from House of M, because it's it's completely ridiculous. It's ridiculous that she's that powerful. If she's that powerful, uh, like she should be hanging out with the Living Tribunal. Yeah, like she she should not be even on Earth. She should not even be allowed on Earth. Doctor Strange should be shutting her down. It's just stupid. No, that all makes okay? sense. And Doctor Strange is awesome because he comes from like this line of power, mm-hmm. understanding, and knowledge. Um, it's a discipline, right? Okay, he's like a keeper of the flame, right? Him having like being being underpowered by by just a mutant that just wakes up and gets the power. It's just stupid. Like, that type of power in the Marvel Universe needs to exist within something like Doctor Strange. Like, a caretaker. Right. That's the only way to explain why things constantly don't fall apart. And, no, and why stuff like this doesn't happen, like, every third Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, but, you know, uh, we do live in, like, the post-Michael Bendis era in, within the comics. So, well, now it's all over. The, they're like mixed with Terrigen. Some of it, Beast is like an Inhuman now, or something. Yeah, like they're all. Uh, well, but what they were doing in Marvel now, with the like all new X Men, where the the nineteen sixties ones, their younger selves yeah, came just, to the, that was so good. I, it, that was so good. I'm not saying some of this stuff's not good. It's I think some of the ideas were just fantastic. Again, Civil War, fantastic. Siege, fantastic. Um, even what they tried to do with the heroic age, uh, fantastic. Um, Dark Reign, fantastic. Secret Invasion, fantastic. It's, there's so much good there, but each one of these is a status quo shifting event, and it they just they ran out of stuff. That's why they 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 multiversed, so they went the DC route, mm-hmm. and there's no like. Wolverine is old man Logan and he's running around with the X-Men and it's just stupid. It's an alternate timeline Wolverine. Like what was they have any business doing with the with the Marvel proper X-Men? And that's what I mean. Like it it gets you into a corner. Right. And the clock was ticking as soon as they they forwarded some of the ideas from House of M. Like, you know, when they when House of M really kind of took its tentacles and went into the Marvel continuity. And, you know, like, I, I view House of M. It's like, same way how, like, the fall of DC was uh, Identity Crisis. Okay. And they could not get away from doing the crisis. They kept doing the crisis every single year until they ran into the New 52. Because they, they, they were just out. They were just out of stuff. And they were like, well, there's no more alternate anything to pull from now. There's no more alternates. We just have to, like, just... Take what we can. It's almost like the house is burning. Like take, save what you can. Yeah, right. And put and it run. over here. Yeah, put it over here. And you now, and New Fifty Two did not. I don't think that lasted six years. I don't think no. that even lasted five years. No, it lasted like four, maybe three. Yeah. So New Fifty Two Rebirth came, and even before Rebirth, there was something. Well, I think it might have been Convergence. 
convergence and then re- rebirth is the new status quo for DC. Right. But before rebirth was convergence. Okay. Which was meaningless. Yeah. Well, you had Jim Gordon in a mechanical bat suit yeah. and Batman was off finding himself. Yeah, it's it's just weird. So, but um question, what do you think the first Marvel movie ever produced was? Produced. Yeah, put out the first ever. Um, are we talking in theaters? We're talking the first Marvel production. Would what do you think it was? The Captain America serial. Yes. The black and white serial. Yep, 1944. Yeah. You know what the follow-up to that was? No. It's not really a Cap movie. Howard the Duck, 1986. Marvel sat out a good uh, 40, yeah. 42 well, years. Here's the thing. When, when we were younger, um, when they came between, when they came for Marvel and DC... Okay, DC always had the bigger media. Right. DC had amazing animation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Marvel didn't have theirs, but DC was real tight. No, yeah, okay? definitely. DC actually kind of had better video games, I thought. Um, Marvel always had the X-Men arcade. Okay. Which, you can't beat that. Six, Even the, the six-player cabinet one is so <laughs> freaking sweet. Um, but... DC had the movies, even though you know they, there was no such thing as a connected universe then, but they still had better flicks. Yeah. Okay. Well, they had them. All you had back then between 1944 and 1986 were the Richard Donner Superman. Yeah. Really. But but the thing is, though, even well before Superman, there was the Batman live-action series. Right. Which 1966. Was, at one time, it premiered after the Super Bowl, and it was the highest-rated. TV show at one time. Highest rated oh, yeah. premiere. Oh, I believe it. Okay. Uh, some of a cultural phenomenon. It was coming off of the Warhol 60s. That's where the popism came from. Uh, a lot of that look from that show can, can be contributed to what Andy Warhol put into the culture. Okay. Okay. So this was where, like, the sudden shock was when, it, when the 89 rolled around. Like, there was only one type of Batman that people right. imagined. Holy gee willikers, yeah. Batman. It was just uh, just fun. Although, that is one of my favorite moments, not to switch to DC here, but one of my favorite moments in <coughs> Batman or Batman Forever. When Chris uh, O'Donnell does the holy rusted uh, metal, Batman. Yeah, well, No, really, it's holy rusted metal, Batman. Like, yeah, when yeah. the structure's uming uh-huh. up yeah, with two faced guys. He, he looks yeah. at him like he's crazy. He's like, it's holy. <laughs> it's like it puts his like It's holy rusted. Yeah. <laughs> um, DC two had a a Superboy TV show. They had a Swamp Thing television show. And they had the Flash TV show. So go going into I love that Flash. Yeah, going yeah. into to the like the two thousands. Uh, they even had Smallville. Right. So the media side of the comics was all DC comics. Right. And I mean, we had you know the the David Banner Hulk show. And yeah. There were some TV but, but movies get, but, in but there. But the thing is, it's like, but that's what I mean. Like when when it's measured. You have the Hulk, but then you have the Wonder Woman right. show, mm-hmm. and 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 DC constantly one upped, and then I guess what happened was the Fox X Men movie comes out, right, and then we have the the first Spider Man movie. I have a list right here, nineteen eighty nine, The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, 
great crap movie. Nothing like The Punisher, yeah. but just a good action but that, flick. But that was like so. Here, here's the thing too. The the thing to add to The Punisher was The Punisher was a part of this resentment people had towards comic book movies. Like the base, the core, the people that actually, Ooh. the people that. Oh. <laughs> no go for Fun, it. funnel cake beers. Uh, that's fun. That's a no go. I mean, it's gonna go down. It, yeah. it just wasn't. Uh, I don't think you were expecting the. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. I, yeah. I told you it was sweet. I told you it was sweet. I, I just thought it was beer, man. What do you want? So the the core of comics, the people that absorbed the content, rebelled against the live action stuff, right? Because they were consistently shot down and disappointed so there was like a time where the best comic book movies were non like dc not marvel based on comics but not superheroes makes so, sense to me like at, at one time if you excluded the tim Burton batman 89 mm-hmm. the superman one and two if you took those away your most accurate comic book films was Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy. Okay, right. That's a good one. The Flash. Oh, or Flash Gordon. I'm okay, sorry. okay. Okay, and, you know, people knock that movie because it's kind of disco and, and shiny. Oh, yeah, but it's, it's very accurate to what that property was. Okay, mm-hmm. like right down to the very beginning of the movie. And then you have The Crow. Okay, yeah, definitely. And then you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That one's up there. And that, so that was it. Are we going as late as From Hell? Or is that too late for that? Well, From from Hell is, like, you can put that there. But but From Hell, didn't, people didn't care. Didn't well, that resonate. one's late 90s. Those yeah, ones are but, early, but, but, so you can also, you but you can also argue, look, based on the comic book, is the the like adapted from a comic book or graphic novel mm-hmm. doesn't really mean it's a comic book. Right. From Hell, Road to Perdition, uh, I believe, Karate Kid. I couldn't tell you. I could tell you American Splendor. American Splendor, Ghost World. Okay. Okay, but Karate Kid. I'm pretty sure if you watch the end of that movie, has a DC Comics logo, because they owned the rights to Karate Kid. Karate Kid was, uh, I believe, a Superboy sidekick or friend, or he was the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. The, they owned the Karate Kid. They owned that name. And it was a Warner Brothers movie. So there was the collusion of Warner Brothers in D.C., one okay. that still exists today. So you can even argue Karate Kid technically is from a comic book. But, but the content's not. It's just in title alone. Gotcha. Okay. But, yeah, so. The Punisher went direct-to-video here, but yes. it had international release in theaters. Yeah. Um, do you know what the next one was after that? This one's going to sting a little bit. Um, let me just go from a memory here. Are we talking theatrical or straight to video? Would be. Oh, well, that gives it away. Well, would be. Yeah, it would be Captain, Captain America. Yep. The, the 1990. old 1990. Yeah, with the Italian Red Skull. <laughs> Have you seen that? I I got I halfway guess, through okay, it. I, guess, I got the, the Shout Factory Blu-ray okay, updated well, on well, Nice if, Nice. If you got halfway through, you would have seen that the Red Skull is Italian. He's not German. I had Kearns and Rach was there and we oh, were okay. drinking and playing games. It was in the background. Oh, okay, so okay. yeah, I was, It was more checking the disc to make sure it was <laughs> okay. not going to skip or anything. Yeah, so the 
so that was like a um that that movie was supposed to have been released in, see, into theaters until it didn't. Right. Uh, the know. one that stings. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, like, watching it, though, it, there's a huge chunk of that movie that doesn't have any Captain America in, in Oh, I believe all. it. I, like, believe, I just the, keep thinking back to that, that story about little Pete DeLuca in 1990 seeing the poster hanging yeah. outside of the theater getting all excited, and then the movie never coming. Yeah, that it, was kind of like trick or treat for me because that one was supposed to go to theaters, and four years later, it's sitting on a Walmart shelf. Like, hey, here it is. We just kind of, we just released it. I hope we did. Hope yeah. you like it. Well, it's, it's all kind of to the point that it didn't even deserve to come out. Well, yeah, I mean, like if, I did see if, some if of it. If it was good, like you would be pissed. But usually. Movies that don't get released don't deserve to get released. Yeah, there's a reason there's, Roger Corman is uh, buried. Well, there, there was there was financial reasons for that. Yeah, like it wasn't from anything to do with the quality. Not saying that the quality is good. Yeah, I was gonna say way. we've both seen it. Don't yeah, try. But and... there's but there's a there was economic. I haven't reasons. watched the, the documentary. Yeah. Yet, so. Well, it was it was our even before the documentary, it was kind of common knowledge within the sphere of geek that that movie was made to maintain the rights. And I'm pretty sure that the same producer is the one that, that took it to Fox. Okay. Like he, he eventually got to make his movies. I think he produced all three for Fox. Right. Same guy. Okay. So like, so you can kind of argue that the, the strategy worked, <laughs> you know, like he got the big release he wanted. Yeah. Um, just took him a couple years. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, the, again, it's, like, this stuff is trial by fire. Oh, definitely. You know, it took about three decades. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. So we're only yeah. at 1990. We just discussed the 1994 non-released, again, yeah. Roger Corman, Fantastic Four. Any idea what the follow-up to that one was? To uh, the Fantastic Four. Yes. Marvel. Bit of a gap here. Yeah, let me. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit because the only thing that's coming to mind now is X Men. Nah, by two years, Blade hits from New oh, Line right. Cinema. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting Blade. Yeah, so Blade really was the 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 springboard, if you will. Yeah, the 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 point zero or like the zero hour, the zero issue of of all of this. Yeah, but I mean. They really should just put the Wesley Snipes blade into the Marvel movies now. The way they keep talking, because Wesley Snipes always has something to say about, and it, it, the back, it, just make a Netflix show for God's sakes and tie it all in, please. Yeah, I mean, it, Netflix would be a good avenue. Because mm-hmm. then you could wrap into Ghost Rider, who's been on Agents of Shield this past season for a little bit. Have you have you seen? Any of oh that? yeah, I've been watching Shield consistently. Is it good? It got better. It got. It was so bad. It was. You're better off just starting with season two I, at if, that point. If, 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 it, it's it's not even like uh, the show's not bad. Just most of the episodes you could leave. But then yeah. there's those ham. This season's probably been the best so far with the Inhumans. Last season, kind of yeah. really starting to bring it around. It's just. Like the use, first like, season was trial and error, and it failed. The second yeah. season was like trial. We're getting better. From three on, it's been a solid. Yeah. All right, I shields on. I'll watch it like, or I'll record it. Like usually, if a show doesn't really capture my interest, then 
a couple minutes, I, I, I'm done. It, see, for I'm me, it was so it was the done. constant promise of tie-ins, and it's Marvel, it's Marvel yeah. Universe, it's the MCU. Even though Joss Whedon, the big jerk, has been like, well, Coulson's still dead in my movie universe, so you kind of separate him out there alone where it's not yeah. really in the universe and aside from like a Nick Fury cameo and two of them in season yeah. one that's it they keep bringing Sif so back what? so Samuel Jackson was in two, two episodes uh, was he like in the episode or was he just no like, like, like walk on walk on in one of them and then like, walk off in like the season finale I think he gives Coulson his new plane and then that's kind of like a, an Age of Ultron cameo right where he's like hey here's here's something that you guys might need yeah <laughs> here's a helicarrier I, I have to go yeah so okay so we get Blade then we get X-Men right 2000 we have X-Men 2002 we got two big movies. Spider-Man and Daredevil. Spider-Man and Blade 2. Oh, Blade 2, yeah. Which, the, which the, brings the us uh, another Ron Perlman classic, because the man's been acting forever. He yeah, hasn't aged a day. Blade 2 is such an uh, undervalued Oh, movie. yeah. I, 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 I used to hate the idea of those like mutant vamp, but now it, it really yeah, grew on me kind, over time. It, like, you know what it is? It's, it's a little bit of... Like there's like the secret war, there's escalation, right? There's civil war. That nightclub scene is just with yeah. the blood fountain and oh man. Well, you know, you know, uh, Donnie Yoon is Snowman in that, right? And, yep. Uh, he was. Uh, he has this one sequence where he he throws his sheathed sword mm-hmm. to the face of one of those vampires, mm-hmm. and, and he catches the sheath. And then he pulls the sword out and like slices the dude in half, and it's such it's such a cool mm-hmm. like don't mess with me early Norman Reedus movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He plays yeah. a little asshole. And it's it's also um, what's his name from Pacific Rim directed it. Um, Guillermo del Toro. Did he really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, he was re- like you can kind of tell because all because all his creature design. Going back to Mimic, like Mimic, Blade 2, Pacific Rim. Um, you know, Payne's Labyrinth was a little bit more whimsy, but there okay. were still shades of it. Hellboy, right? Uh, Hellboy 1, especially. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Hellboy, The Golden Army. I have to double-check that one. I, I've only seen that once, but I'm, I don't think that had any of his signature looks mm. for creatures. But, maybe one but, troll was kind of yeah, but mostly like you can mostly you mostly know like same as like J.J. Abrams, like how similar the creature from Star Trek, the yeah you know, like the the first one that came mm-hmm. back, and then the creature from uh what was what was the the eighties movie, with, with with the kids oh uh movie uh, Super Eight. Okay. Yeah, like how the the, the oh yeah Cloverfield and uh, yeah and Cloverfield like they all have these similar kind of like bubble gum like his creatures are, to me always look like bubble gum with teeth. Yeah, you know? I can see that. Yeah, but like people have aesthetic, and they're drawn to things, and they hire the same people for every movie to develop it because it's easy. It's easy. like if you're if you have a gun held to your head and you have a deadline, and you got to start producing. You're going to fill a room up with people you know that yep. understand your language mm-hmm. and, and can put things on tables. Right. And, like, it's that simple. It's nothing... It's somewhat nepotism, but it's, it's also productivity. Like, that's why um, 
like if you look at Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro, right? Like that's why they work together. There's duo. There's tons yeah. of duos or, like or, that. Or DiCaprio and Spielberg at one point, mm-hmm. and DiCaprio and Scorsese right now. Mm-hmm. To where it's you can hire this guy, you know how he works, right? And you're not under the stress of like training someone, learning someone's tics, um, and you the two you can arrive to like these like flow states more readily right. more easily okay mm-hmm. and that's the only it's it's nothing to do with like it's not really even laziness it's it's your own it's decision. knowing you can work with that yeah part. like tim burton has his stable of actors yeah he if does you will. yeah you know um yeah and it's just i'm not even sure we have some sweet baby jesus what is that noise i think someone has a jackhammer on your roof no that is a low-flying helicopter Probably, right. probably a medical uh, one. Ah, uh, going. Yeah, it, it woke up. Uh, it woke up Dallas. Damn, Dallas was sleeping. <laughs> but all right, so we have. So, uh, where are you with um, Spider-Man? I really wish, aside from that, uh, that that god awful third one. I really wish Tobey Maguire could have stuck it out for another couple of years and. I feel like one and two for that. The villains were solid. As much as Blade fits into the MCU, I feel like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man would fit well into the MCU. I yeah, I mean it's just look, Spider-Man's a lot like Batman. The origin is so tight. Right. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. I feel like you. you know, like it doesn't matter who plays them. If they do an origin, if they don't do an origin. Oh, yeah, I'm just like, talking stylized-wise. Yeah, I feel like... Just, yeah, I mean, like, it fits. Like, so, Doc but, Ock looks good. But same same does, like, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man fits. This mm. new kid fits. They're all... They're all... It's I, all the I same. I could take the Andrew Garfield behind. Yeah, I, you know what? They... They kind of lost their way with those movies. Yeah, they became. We don't want to lose the rights. Got to make a new one. Well, it wasn't that. I mean, like they were. They were. And in, the cash grab. Well, not so much the cash grab. They were intending to to grow Spider-Man into his own universe. Right. And they and they they kind of did start with the right intentions, which was like let's let's maximize his origin and go to his parents, which is somewhat in canon because they they retroed. The retro canon to his parents as being agents of shield okay in the marvel comics that was I'm pretty sure that was revealed marvel did a flashback zero issue event that was revealed in the amazing spider-man zero issue okay that his parents were agents of shield that's how they disappeared secret mission blah blah blah, blah, blah. the in the ultimate universe brian michael bendis retro retro that you know because he was doing his own thing he was able to but i think the father developed a cure for cancer that led to his disappearance that cure for cancer was the venom uh it was venom like it was this 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 you know like chemical this chemical or whatever that could that could attack and heal cells then it just goes crazy and creates venom or created carnage first okay yeah, something like that. But that was that was the origin of, of Venom and the origin of Spider-Man to some degree in the, the Ultimate Universe. But it's it's kind of like, I really don't think, you know, when it comes to those movies, like when it, when it comes to the amazing Spider-Man, like they, they, they promoted that movie with like, this is what you don't know about his parents. Right. And you never got that delivered. 
And then they, there was weird cutscenes with the father showing up at like the funeral, like stuff like that. And then, like some of the scenes that they promoted in the first one ended up in the second movie, and you never got anything delivered about his parents in either movie. Right. Okay. Just but, goes nowhere. Yeah, and really, look, like you, you can you can argue that any Spider-Man movie is a cash grab. You can argue that any Batman movie is a cash grab. Yeah. It's just guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they were they were going into Amazing Spider-Man wanting this, like... Oh, yeah. This, they had already this, said when they were talking about oak. the first one that they had planned to go on to do yeah. a Sinister Six and were built towards yeah, and, all of this. <laughs> and, and, and if you look into how they, they centralize everything around Oscorp, mm-hmm. like, all right, it's convenient, but... It's, that, sure. That's Spider-Man. Like, why the hell not? You know? It is Oscorp, unless it's Kingpin, but they don't well, technically, uh, yeah, they but, can't do that at that but point. If, if you go through the origins of Kingpin, Scorpion, Vulture, uh, Hammerhead, like all the earlier guys, the Lizard, mm-hmm. like there's, they're, they're not centralized. They're all random origins. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, but they... they Sandman's s- a bank robber. This yeah. guy's a that guy. Well, This yeah. guy does this. And they... I'm into birds. And in the... Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, they centralized everything around Oscorp. Right. Which was, you know, like I said, it was convenient. It worked. It was explainable. Mm-hmm. I thought the kid that they had for the new Osborne kid, the, the kid from Chronicle. Yeah. I, I don't know his name. But he's he seems to be in the run of movies now. He's got a lot of movies coming out. Okay. Okay. I saw he was in that uh, Cure for Wellness, right? Cure for Wellness and Valerian um, City of... Uh, or, City of a Thousand Planets. Okay. Which is from, what's his name? From the director of Fifth Element. Uh, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting his name. I want to say John Bonat. I don't know. I just like to say directors with funny names, names when I get a chance. Yeah. So but, I'm um, just going to. But the director of Fifth Element out. made this movie. It's based on a graphic novel. Okay. Um, and. This was the graphic novel that he read when he was a kid that inspired the Fifth Element, which is kind of funny. Now he got he got to make both, but anyway, um, he's in that. But he was a great choice for the new Harry Osborn because the kid just looks off. He looks like he's a little bit crazy. Oh yeah, like, that, you know? that kid's a psycho off yeah. the camera. So, I can feel it. So I really what I really think destroyed uh, Amazing Spider-Man was Jamie Fox. Really, that's I what, think it was Andrew Garfield. Nah, he was, he had he stuff was, going on behind this. It was constant. He was, he was good in that movie, though. It, the you cannot watch any scene with Jamie Fox in that movie. If you took out Jamie and Jamie Fox is in that movie because they, you have to sell the movie, and for whatever reason, that's who they ended up with. Well, he was hot coming off of Django. That's exactly why. Yeah. Well. Whatever. Yeah. Or like, but you don't. Because that's the same ball. Well, I mean, as well, far as like him being a seller, but, because but, before yeah. that, what has he been in besides Ray? Well, he's still Oscar. He's still an Oscar winner. Oh like, yeah, he's I'm still, not denying he's still that. Used he's the got his. Gr- I, I love like, Held you know, Up. That's a great movie. Well, Jamie Foxx like, is fine. Like he but, headlined Miami Vice, The Kingdom. Like he, they, he was putting. They put him in front of these movies. Um, but the thing is, though. Like I said, for whatever reason, how they end up with these guys, I'm pretty sure they were they had to have been signed off on them before Django even came out. So it's not like Django came out and they're like, we have to get Jamie Foxx out. You know, like sometimes these things just like flow together. Right. But at the same time, whoever who whoever it is, sometimes like you have to carry the movie, and that movie was set up for <laughs> the the real headliner to carry it. 
which was not Andrew Garfield. They they wanted they wanted a name to carry that movie, and they 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 just like I don't know. Like you can, I I still to this day those scenes are so. Look, the lesson is don't f with what's there, and they just they change Shocker way too much, or Electro, or yeah, I don't he, even know who he was. He was Electro. <laughs> they changed him way too much. Like what do you mean? Like visually? Yeah. I, you, well, like, I mean visually, you'll never be able to get the but, the but, costume spandex. Yeah. Right. On screen, it's, that's but, not. Well, it's like you can't, you'll never get the headpiece. Yeah, like no, head, I'm not talking but, about but, the headpiece. But the thing is, though, like when you say they went like too far off the source material, mm-hmm. it's like like what about the shocker is even or or electro? What about electro is? Well, appealing? isn't his whole motivation in that movie that he wants to help Spider-Man, but Spider-Man yeah. just says no, no. Yeah, I mean, like, but it's it's still it's still like presentation. It, it just... Like you know, like like a lot of times. It's the ball bounces this way, the ball bounces that way. I mean, don't get me wrong. Marvel really hasn't had many, many, I'll say, because they haven't had a handful. But they haven't had many really good suits. He he reminds me of Megatron where it's just like sitting in a sandbox, pounded sand. I want to help and you won't let me. It's it's still kind of like when, when you say Marvel, you're not saying Marvel. Like it's Sony. No, no, no. I mean, like, Mar- like, like, like a good chunk of the MCU's yeah. villains are just very yeah flat. And well, that's... I don't know. I don't know if they're flat, but here, here's the thing. You you spend one half of the movie like setting up how something works. Mm-hmm. Like this is how the Hulk works. This is how the Hulk works. This is how Iron Man works. Mm-hmm. This is how Thor works, and you understand like. You know, you understand the yes and the no's. You understand how things happen and how things don't. And the movie would be double its length if you had to do that for the villain. Yeah, no, I don't deny that. Like, you know, like the movie would just be longer. So if you understand, like, how Iron Man works, Mm -hmm. all right, you'll understand how the villain works. Right. Okay. And, 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 And that's, it's something that you have to do. I don't think there's any way around it. Like to to do their origins the way they've been doing them, like they they uncovered a formula. Uh, they did, and they broke that one with Doctor yeah. Strange, which I know you still need to see. Right? Yeah, well, I well still have to once see you Strange. see Doctor Strange and the way that that plays out, you'll yeah. know what I'm saying. With yeah, but but even even Doctor Strange is still set up with like here's here's like they I, I never seen it, and just tell me if I'm off. Okay, okay, we'll do. And, and I'm talking in broad strokes to. Hopefully, make a point. They spend a chunk of Doctor Strange explaining to you how things work. Okay, like uh, this is how magic works. This is what we call it. Uh, these are the perimeters. So they they educate the audience. Okay. the The villains, in some degree, are opposites of that power. So if you learn it through Doctor Strange, you understand how the villains are operating. You don't have to educate the audience on two two characters or two positions. You only have to educate them on, on one. Doctor Strange actually kind of learned it from the villains. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I know, like, the one guy turns, but it's the same thing. Same exact thing. See, like, they, they teach it one time, and they, they, they use it for the third act. Right. You know, and, and it's fine, because imagine if you had to... I mean, 
it's <laughs> they're pulling these characters from like what's already there to begin with. And mm-hmm. I don't know why people are butthurt about that. Like Red Skull was set up to be an opposite of Captain America. So does that qualify? Ironmonger was in the comic, like they have a huge role in the comic book at one time. Right. He is an opposite of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Titanium Man, Crimson Dynamo, right. are other Iron Man villains who are opposites of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's, all right, I'll put it, all right, like, um, Malkith and, <coughs> uh, no, 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 Ronan. They are cookie cutouts of each other. Loki, Malkith, and Ronan. Aside from Tom Hiddleston kills it as Loki, I'm not complaining one bit yeah, about Tom I mean, Hiddleston. But, but they are all just power hungry, cookie cutter. It, it, you could but, but, interchange them so but easily. That, but that's the way they are in the comic. Right? I don't know. Yes. You tell me. I mean, yeah, you have I 30 mean, years. Yeah. I have a couple of graphic no, but novels. That's, but that's the way. Like, Loki isn't more any more nuanced in the comic book than he is in the movie. Well, he's it, probably one actually, of the most nuanced yeah, at all. Actually, he's probably more nuanced in 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 that performance than he is in, well, in yeah, any I mean, of the comic books. So, like, but that's what I mean. Like, so the only one that I that I feel like was contrived mm-hmm. was the the Paul Rudd one, uh, the the Yellow Jacket versus Ant Man. Okay, see, for me, it's Whiplash too. Well, okay, yeah. Ant-Man, Whiplash. Yeah, but you know, like, I'll tell you one thing that kind of works for me with Iron Man 2 is Iron Man 2 essentially is just Iron Man 1. Like, it's just a long movie. Right. Okay? And the if, if you kind of, you have to imagine, you have to add to it, but if you... <laughs> if, uh, no, that's what I pay the movie ticket for well, to afford yeah, me. Because you know you constantly love things that you add to that. That's part. Well, of, that, yeah, that's I part mean, of the. That's a part of that dopamine drift that happens when you watch something. You're always adding to it. Well, but, yeah, I added yeah. so much Rebel stuff to Rogue One. Yeah, but but right, but but the but the thing but is, but it's uh, all there. I'm not making it up. Like if if you view the Iron Monger coming out of Stark Industries mm-hmm. to unravel this new technology that's Tony Stark created. Like, this new technology is a shockwave. They, they, people want to unravel it, understand it, dissect it, use it, profit from it, do, you know, and use it for their own, like, devices. Okay? Whiplash is from, like, a similar mind of Tony Stark. Justin Hammer is a similar mind of Tony Stark. Okay? Like, th- this is just, like, another thing that people are trying to understand. Mm-hmm. So, like, it- it's it's fitting that Tony Stark's competition comes up with his own Iron Man. And that's all Whiplash is. It's just another attempt at Iron Man. Right. You know, but I- what they downplay is the whole fact that he's doing it because, allegedly, Tony Stark's father screwed his father, and that's why he lives in exile and grew up a criminal as opposed to the son of a prominent scientist. Well, d- well yeah, I mean, like... but Like, I- there's... It, see, that's the stuff that, like, no, but- while it won't make the movie an hour longer, yeah. they should explain a little bit more so yeah. that it's not red or... D- but... Ricky... Uh, Ricky... 
Mickey yeah. Rourke comes out six months later and says, well, they trimmed this, this, and this. And yeah, I well, they, it, like, they all say that. You know, Jared Leto was going buck wild about well, the Joker. Let's, with, just, with let's just hope he didn't get himself fired, because yeah. I, I want him to come back. But, <laughs> but real quick, though, getting back to that point, like, Iron Man 1 and, 1 and 2 is about people who have nefarious purposes, like, had they have a nefarious purpose to one-up Tony Stark. And they fail. Right. Okay. Not fail miserably, but they fail. Okay. And like, that's the point of Iron Man too. Okay. Like it's you, cause you had to see, I, I think it was important to see that Tony Stark, like Stark Industries wasn't the only one doing this, mm-hmm. that there is an opposite. And this opposite now is, it has ties also to the U S government. And I just think, I just think it's important. And it's, I think sometimes, like, the expectation of people, like, the expectations really kill it sometimes. And what we were talking about earlier, like, what the popular opinion is. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times when you unravel stuff like that, it, 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 it just it doesn't hold up. Right. Like, it's, it kind of exposes, like, a little bit of, like, sloppy thinking. And, and I'm not saying, like, Iron Man 2 is, like, a structurally similar movie. I think it has structure problems. I think it has. There's there's a couple weak scenes in that movie, um, but then again, like anything with the Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson is great. Mm-hmm. Oh a, yeah, a lot of the Tony Stark stuff is great. Mm-hmm. The Justin Hammer, Mickey Rourke stuff is is really good. Oh yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> you know, like what, what people don't like is it's it's just kind of funny. Like you don't like the last 10 minutes of a two-hour movie. Well, I think it's like, just, you know, it's building these characters up and constantly just wasting them. Like, you get these names attached, you get you get people excited about stuff, and by the end of the movie, 9 out of 10, they're dead. And that's going to be it from them, because in these m- movie universes, it doesn't seem like people are coming back from the dead left and right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, why? Like, would you want more... Mickey Rourke? Would you want Mickey Rourke well, I mean, showing up not right now, or would you want? Or would you want? Like I, I would. Mean, all right, I would. All right. At the end of Captain America, we see Red Skull, assumedly, get transported somewhere into space. Since we find out yes. that's what the Tesseract actually does, I wouldn't mind finding out that he's somehow like Thanos's right man, right hand man. Since the role is yeah. not going to go to. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they, they have. But all- then we also have. The, you get the big name actor behind it, and I don't want to play that one dimension. I don't want to get in that makeup again. Yeah. I don't want to. So right. now Mr. Smith is out, and you well, need to. But the thing is, it's like these are still movies. Oh yeah, I don't deny. Like they're they're still movies. They are cinematic adventures. Yeah, you know, and and it's cool what they're doing, mm-hmm. but that is it's very close to what I said earlier. Little of it even now makes any sense, but but. You add to it, it adds to the fun, and it adds to, like, the some of the speculation. Like, I think the, the guessing is, is as much fun as any part of it. There's an industry right now that exists oh, yeah. on YouTube off of people. Uh-huh. Well, the speculation guessing. now is that there's not going to be any Tom Holland in the Infinity War movie. Okay. Apparently, Spider-Man might be left out. Yeah, it's okay. No. Why is he in the movie? Because... Why would, why would Spider-Man be fighting a galactic juggernaut that literally can destroy space and time with a snap of his fingers. 
because what does Spider-Man... he was there in the book. You need a body count no. for that story. No, you, no can... you need the body count. If you're going to do gotta, that particular they story... Enough, they have no. enough between the Avengers that can go into space and the Guardians of the Galaxy and who knows what else they can throw in there. They have a pool of... They have an infinite pool it's of characters. It's the same problem I had with Civil War. You can't have five on five and call it a war. It's a skirmish. Well, it was... Well, it's an alley back alley bar fight yeah, in an th- 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 airport parking lot. I think a little, little bit, though, you're you're missing the the definition of the title. It was the Civil War between Iron Man. I know. I know. A, they used a, the titles of these groundbreaking titles, and they just reworked well, it so was, that it works. What was groundbreaking about Civil War outside of Iron Man disagreeing with Captain America? Well, I mean, it, it tore the MCU rift. apart. To an extent. Yeah, but it, it, it also kind of, um, like, to to some degree, yes. So that's exactly what the movie does. The movie's in... in oh, yeah, I don't like, think... Like, it just, like the, it's on like a grander the, scale. The movie's in, in perfect tone to what they did with the comic. Oh, yeah, but, I don't But the comic, that. like, again, the origin for everything in the comic was them destroying a school and killing children. So okay. would that make the movie better? Should that have been in the movie? Maybe let's let's just kill a bunch of kids. In hey, the, maybe in, in the PG thirteen movie with a juggernaut of merchandise that we have to sell. Hey, hey, right, right? need I drop the spoiler bomb? <laughs> because for we what? just saw for one of those. All right, we, I have that, a couple of the toys. Exactly. So yeah, they could have. That's that is you know out of all the yeah. graphic novel trade paperback one shot. Craps I have. Look, killing killing adults is Punish way different. Kills. Oh, I don't deny it's that. It's way different than killing look, children. Look, if you put in hobo <laughs> with a shotgun, two dudes with flamethrowers get on a school bus of like five year olds and they light it yeah, up like a Cheech and Chong joint. With a shotgun look, and, and no one's all like, right. And, I think and we're, this one woman. I think we're the only two people that's seen. No, no, no. I know. Love, I know a handful movie. of other people. Just like, a handful. Yeah. My community has seen that movie. But I'm just yeah. But no. But like. But all you right. can't compare it. Up. All right. You but by that this, logic, so. one woman in Age of Ultron should not have been able to shake Tony Stark's yes. to yeah. that core. You mean talk about uh, in Civil War? No, no, no. In. No. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry. She approaches him in Civil War about the fallout from that. No, that's a hundred percent on point. That's ah, that's just... what people miss. Here, I'll I'll explain it. Okay. The one of the arcs that we're seeing outside of the arc of Captain America is the arc, and and I we will have an arc with Thor and Thor Thor Ragnarok. There will be an arc of Thor. We've seen the arc of Captain America. The Iron Man arc is the one that's ongoing. Okay, because he is the. Well, he's their Wolverine. Well, he's the body of the. He's he's way more than their Wolverine. The way I've he's, been, ex- the the way yeah. I've seen and heard it explained okay. is he is it. The MCU is told through his perspective. Okay, so in 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 the first Iron Man, it's rich playboy, doesn't care. Right. He has this new world that's 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 a, that awakens him. Right. Okay. Where. You know, and you know, it's it's all comes down to the scene where he kind of flips out on Pepper, and he tells her that that like completing this suit, going on these missions, like this this is me now, like these are my missions. You cannot tell me I cannot go on these missions, okay? We we see a fundamental change of who Tony Stark is. 
Now, Iron Man 2 is just like an extension of him developing this like new mindset. Right. Okay. Well, it's him dealing with the fallout. Well, okay. The way he found to save his life is now killing him. So he's still on borrowed time. Right. Okay. And then we have um, him making the ultimate sacrifice in the Avengers. Right. Okay. The character gets further deconstructed when he sacrifices himself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because he does things that even, you know, those who've been through war, like Captain America, say he does not have the grit. So he, he, he... he is now a character that is constantly proving himself to his father, which is part of the legacy theme in Iron Man 2. Right. And to other soldiers who risk their lives. He wants to show them he can risk his life as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Iron Man 3. Further deconstruct the character now. Now he's snapping. He's eroding. He is he is working nonstop. He's, make, he's not making the same decisions. He's losing the love of his life. His 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 life within Iron Man Two is literally falling apart. Right. Okay. Then we have, okay, we have our Age of Ultron, which is it doesn't forward the character as much as it just kind of uh, rehits some of those themes that we saw in Iron Man Three. Let me just say, I have not that one is probably that Thor Dark World. Yeah. The, are the, probably the two that I've seen the least. The and least it's not all, because yeah. I don't like them. It's just they're right in that middle. Yeah. Where I always say, well, once this movie hits Blu-ray, I'm going to start at Iron Man 1 and burn through them all. And yeah. I don't want to play those out and have, like... Yeah. And it just never ends up yeah. going that full it's circle. The, uh, it, it, Age of Ultron... I might have to watch that when I get home. Yeah, now. like Age of Ultron, what it does, it, it also stamps Tony Stark seeing loss. Like seeing Quicksilver die, seeing right. more life lost because he he's connected to like you can just say the people of Earth. He, he he's connected to life on Earth more than Captain America. Well, he's the everyman. More Captain America's juiced up. Him and Clint are like yeah. the two. I mean, well, you and me at our peaks yeah. could be. Well, here like here here's here's the thing though. Captain America, it, it's not that he's juiced up. He's a main out of time. So he, he well yeah like, I mean power wise yeah like, he's not me and well, you could never get to that peak yeah physical but, but the thing is though Tony Stark is he is kind of like connected to people okay and he also has power right okay so th- this theme now is is forwarded by that too in Age of Ultron so in that scene that is pivotal in Civil War when he gets approached about the the death of this woman's son. This guy has like post traumatic stress syndrome. He he is snapping. He is he's already eroded, rusting from the inside out on on a very deep level. That's why that movie opens up with that scene with him and, and like his father. Because he's trying to go back to a time where right. he didn't have that. He's going he's trying to go back and dissect his fix it. He well, wants to, if only out of state. If well, only that's how it went. Well, if only. Well, I don't think he's trying to fix it. I well, think, no, he I, can't I, fix I think it. He's, he's just, he's proving the point with the technology well, of, I, well, I, think, I spent $10 billion for a therapy I, that. I think he's trying is he to. going to do crap? I think he's trying to explore and dissect when, when it was good before it got bad. He wants to re-experience, even though these were these rough times with his parents. Mm-hmm. That's the best. These are the best moments that he has. 
because all the other moments forward are him being a, the selfish playboy that spread death across the globe and then these other moments are, are, are him witnessing just death that he cannot stop so it's I think it's perfectly fitting for him to get just just that one thing that one thing that that just changes his gears and forces his perspective and 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 forces him to become like a main of action on another another level right yeah see but the biggest problem with that is and I don't everything you said is true but the truest fracture of the team comes from that spoiler that we get from <laughs> from Bucky I th- from Winter Soldier uh, do, do do we have a um a shot game that people have to take a shot every time you say spoiler we can okay look I just I err on uh, the there, safe there, side there's no such uh, thing as a, any movie that is out period right now there's no spoiler if if, if you haven't seen the I think if you if you haven't seen the movies I think if you've seen the movies, you're listening. If you Fair haven't enough. seen the movies, I don't think you're going to listen. Fair I'm enough. I'm just saying that. Okay. But no, no, but get get back to your point, though. But yeah, like it, the truest fracture of that movie comes from Bucky killing Tony Stark's dad and Steve Rogers knowing <coughs> this information and not telling him. That's where that big fight that breaks them well, apart comes that was, at the end. Yeah, that was yeah, that was like the the accords come from and Tony siding with the government. The mom, but the true fracture is a non-one-dimensional well, villain from the MCU. Well, yeah. Well, so what? So what? Were you talking about Baron Zemo being dimensional or not dimensional? No, I was talking about Bucky from uh, Winter Soldier yeah, not being he, as much one-dimensional as a Baron Zemo or a Red Skull. Yeah, but he's not really the villain, though. Not in that one. Yeah, like he's not the villain. At all, right? I I would I would argue he's he's like he's he's the he's an opposite of Captain America in Civil and in, in Winter Soldier. He's 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 another opposite. I would argue that he's the villain of Winter Soldier. Okay. If you will. Well, I would say yeah, but and then and he's he's a plot device and victim. He's a victim in Civil War. Right. But but even well, Captain, he's a victim all along. But even in in Civil War. Like he, he's uh, he's still kind of Bucky, you know. Like he's he's well, yeah. By that point, he's come around. He's, yeah, but no, but he still he still reverts to his. He's kind of like struggling. Like well, it's that damn that code. It's the yeah, but, but train he, car. Yeah, but he, mission report nineteen ninety six. But yeah, I just like that never really bothered me in Civil War because because I. I kind of saw what they were doing with Tony Stark as a character in the five previous movies. You know, the three Iron Man and the, the two Avengers. You know, and, and like I said, him snapping doesn't really break that movie for me. But, like, to argue gets this Marvel villain argument that people want to really believe as, like, like an argument. You know, you had two Captain America movies back-to-back that had this, an opposite villain. Yeah. Like yeah, you know, like that. It's and you kind of had Iron Man three have a different villain, right? That was a new villain. Oh uh, yeah, Thor two new villain. Okay, um, you know both Avenger movies. Again, they weren't fighting against evil Avengers, just different hordes. 
Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but still, okay. Like it's it's I just I I really but look how much Age of Ultron fell apart because they spent so much time explaining Ultron. Yeah. Like well, that it, that movie just has its its flaws throughout. It has its it, it's you know it's a Marvel movie. They they put it together well. It fits into the the universe and the story, but it just yeah that one. <laughs> But uh, what what else is what what else do you have on your your list? Oh man, we we actually ended up skipping a bunch there. Well, we did, yeah. So <laughs> what did we have after Spider Man? After Spider Man, we got Daredevil, X Men Two, and the first Hulk movie, all in the same year. So that was a big year. Daredevil, X Men Two. Yep. Hulk. Yes. Wow. Oh four, we got another big year with three punches to the gut with the Punisher, one of my personal favorites. Spider Man two, another personal favorite, mm-hmm. and Blade Trinity, the first appearance of Deadpool without his mask. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Ryan Reynolds is I, pretty I, much I, playing Deadpool in I, that movie. I thought you well, he's always played Deadpool. Well, yeah, Every that mobile, one. He's really extra wise cracking in that. What's it, and he's in Deadpool shape for what's that it, movie. Too. Two guys, a girl, in the pizza place. He's playing Deadpool, yeah. or whatever the name of that that sitcom was on. He's he's been Deadpool his entire career. Oh, we so, are about to hit a rough spot, everybody. I don't know the oh uh, five to oh seven was rough rough years to be a comic book movie fan. Electra kicked off two thousand five. Fantastic Four came out. X Men: The Last Stand oh six. Not as hated now that they've retroconned it, but it's, I, it's well. I mean, people. Look, me personally, to, I, think, I should say. Uh, here, here's the funny thing. Uh, Electra is just, just not. Executed. That's their Catwoman. Yeah, it's just not executed well at all. Um, Fantastic Four. Uh, I, I think people for like had no. It, Fantastic Four is like close to. Where it was coming from. Oh yeah, it's, it's that's it's, that's it's almost a, and it, a okay. straight adaptation of and, and and outside of like what they did with Doctor Doom and and what the the clarity of their origin is or the way how they the way how they presented the origin, but at <laughs> but at the same time, uh, I'm not sure what they can ever do with Fantastic Four to make that franchise. A watchable movie. I actually had that conversation at work yeah. not too, too long ago with a guy. And what I had come up with was if the MCU ever got the rights back, the best thing that they could do instead of trying to reboot a franchise and add it in there like they're new or something, you have it to where they've been broken up for years. The Fantastic Four were, but they're not anymore. You have Reed Richards working at S.H.I.E.L.D. being a brain. You can add him in. Like, you kind of separate them all, and then you could bring them back together if you wanted to, or you could just use them where you wanted to use them. Yeah, but that's not a Fantastic Four movie. No, it's not a Fantastic Four movie, but that's incorporating them into the MCU if you had to go that route. You can, yeah, I mean... I mean, families break up and get divorced all the time, so... I really... I do feel like Fantastic Four and Rise of, of the Silver Surfer. And Ant-Man kind of set up that they could have been active in the past and disbanded since we'd know yeah, that it's just, covert teams and people have yeah, been. I, look, I don't even want Fantastic Four in 
the Marvel Universe movies. I don't. The movie, no. they already have enough geniuses. I kind of don't even want X-Men there because it's just going to make things more convoluted. Yeah, no, I think X-Men has to be in there because it's they they're the they're the perfect opposite like they're 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 a part believe it or not here's a little bit of my perspective the x-men are a part of the cosmic side of oh of the marvel comics heavily they're a part of the this bigger intention to protect the earth yeah Okay. I mean, have, you got the brood, you got the Shi'ar Empire. Well, got, it's it's not that. See, part of the 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 cosmic lore the Phoenix. is that there is a embryo inside the Earth. Okay. Okay. The embryo is an embryo of a celestial. Okay. Okay. This is why these heroes protect Earth from being destroyed, from Galactus, from the Shi'ar Empire, and so on and so forth. And the okay is because if the, if the earth gets destroyed this baby dies okay okay and the x-men are a part of the earth protecting itself by creating its own heroes so the x-men are a part of the cosmic side of the marvel universe okay it's critical it's critical that they're in there if, if they're really wanting to push these higher concepts now they're we're late we're 14 movies in it's too late now. Yeah, but the Inhumans are going to be your X Men. Well, if and when they are. Well, ah, on a side note, let's take a tangent. Inhumans, that that should be hitting IMAX in twenty seventeen. That hour thought, long, the movie scrapped, but ABC yeah. picked it up. It's going to be running concurrently with Shield now. Yeah, on ABC. IMAX is filming it. They're going full blown big budget production <laughs> well, on the TV show. Or IMAX. I think you can only shoot scenes in IMAX. Well, it's gonna be going, presented in IMAX. Going to be presented in IMAX. So what's it gonna be like an hour long thing? Yeah. It's just stupid. I, I have no interest in that. I the, really the, don't either. The, the there are no X Men. The, the Inhumans are it, it doesn't matter if they're an X Men or not. They're just not they they always work best as like a secret side group. They they do not function well in the forefront. The Black Bolt I I I know Black Bolt is powerful, but who right? There's nothing appealing about the guy. There's nothing appealing about Lockjaw, or Medusa. Like what you have a head of hair? That's your superpower. It really. It's just dumb. Hey, it works in Mortal Kombat. Sindel, kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, and and um, um, she worked so well in Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation. Hey, nothing worked well in that movie. Uh-huh. Not even James Remar. No, I, th- I think, uh, what, Silax, the, the robot dudes, they were, <laughs> they were pretty, they were kind of, they were on point. But yeah, it's just, look, look it's just, like we will see we, we will see I do believe we will see something of the X-Men in the Marvel Universe okay eventually uh, one day but Fox does seem to have an interest to keep X-Men alive X-Men and the Alien franchise are like right like they're, they're top two franchises and they're all in on, on the two of them Definitely. Okay, uh, they can have a X Men Apocalypse, and 
recover from it. Well, yeah, it didn't lose the money. I don't think it did. No, actually, I think it did. I think it kind of did pretty well combined with overseas. Yeah. Okay, but at the same time, it's like, like you know, like these the people who who are behind these movies are not idiots. They know it's important for people to really have a vested interest and love for these movies. Right. Very important. Right. They know it's a part of their product. They just step on their own feet. Well, movies are complicated. I don't deny that. You have hundreds of people. Look, I you can try and, and justify have, anything yeah. you're about to say. The fact that we had to wait until the last 30 goddamn seconds of Apocalypse to see all the X-Men suit up in their classic well, suits instead of halfway through, there's no justification for it. Because you took the time to make those costumes for that 30-second shot, put Cyclops and Jean Grey in the mother effing costume yeah. for the whole yeah. second well, act of the movie. But, 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 uh, but that's not... Do you, but here's the thing, though. Like, it's still them trusting <sighs> Brian Singer. Brian Singer... Has that's been his franchise? I don't. I'm not. And they, Look, you and made they, the costumes. Like, you know, utilize like they them. Want, utilize them. It's all I'm saying. Yeah. For more than a scene, maybe not even the whole second act. Oh, yeah. The last battle against Apocalypse yeah. have everybody suit but, up. But it's not like it would have made the movie better. It wouldn't have. But aesthetically, it would have been like, all right, at least you're trying. I appreciate that. I don't ever expect to see the 90s animated but, garb in a wait, full all-out yeah, movie. But wait, do you think they're trying in Transformers? Don't I have not seen a Transformers movie since they melted Ironhide. Okay, so that was the third one. Yes, and I... Okay, well, you're have only, seen you're only the second one, one more than once. Yeah. No, nah, there's like five now. The fifth one's coming out. I thought it was already out. Was, I thought six was coming. No, the the the... The last night is five. The the fourth one was Age of Extinction with Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Yeah, that's where they are. Right. Five Transformer movies. I have no desire. Yeah. But like, but what would you say that they're trying in those movies? Define trying. Well, they're constantly upgrading the designs. They're adding more backstory. They're they're intertwining the significance of Earth to the to the entire Transformer race per movie. <sighs> Like they're 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 consistently pounding the backstory. I would say yes, they're yeah. they're trying to build a mythos, but that there's just yeah. so many holes that I don't care. But 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 the thing is though, like knowing that they're trying doesn't make the movie any better. That's the point I'm getting at. Like X Men in X Men costumes in Apocalypse would would never have like you, you might have been more pissed at that movie because you're like. They use the costumes, and they're using the costumes. Yeah, for but this. I know they're not going to do the costumes in the next movie, so well, we don't even. If it's especially if it's well, Dark no, Phoenix. Look, here, here's here's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they if if the apocalypse, X Men Apocalypse, was the end of this run. Well, apparently, and I actually. This is, on the old paper here. On your notes? Apparently, yeah. the next one's actually scheduled to start filming in may of 2017 okay and it, it's official that at the very least michael fassbender does want to stay on and continue the role whether his contract is up and it needs to be renegotiated it's another yeah. story well, i assassin's, don't know that assassin's creed has took a crap so well I, I know for a fact he he said like two three weeks ago i want to I want to stick yeah. with the, but the that X-Men doesn't mean franchise. they're going to stick. With oh yeah, that doesn't mean they're going to yeah. do anything. I mean, they can but... make 
I think they're with what happened with Deadpool. I think they're they're realizing that you don't need Magneto. You don't need Professor Xavier. You don't. Well, you just need a good you know, script. You, you already. Well, you already uh, have X Men movies without Wolverine. You're so right. You, you that movie Wolverine. right there is the prime example of what I've been saying about the, the closer you stick, <laughs> the more the fans are going to be invested. Cyclops stays metal the whole time. Yeah. Looks pretty well, damn good. Not in his yeah. classic red and yellow garb, but I can't complain about what but, he... Like, yeah. he looks good. Deadpool. But, they didn't try and tone down the Deadpool costume. Yeah. His eyes are still white, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, but I don't know if you can say the closer they stick. Because... Uh, like the Marvel movies don't stick. No, they don't. But they also pull what they want. They have seventy-five years of mythos to pull yeah. that does stick. Well, they, they, no, they have a internal methodology and formula to um, grind these movies out. Like they, it's a part of the culture of that studio of the Marvel Studios. Like what they're doing with the X Men movies is that they're just trying to make movies. They're just trying to make a movie, and it, like we're we're seeing like DC kind of fall apart, kind of crumble and struggle real hard, mm-hmm. trying to do what what the culture of the Marvel studio is producing. Right. It's the same as like how a lot of studios were trying to compete with Pixar when Pixar had. That that amazing culture, mm-hmm. the, the culture within the company made those movies. Right, we've seen accurate comic book movies before. That like again, you can argue that the Ang Lee Hulk movie is an accurate portrayal of Bruce Banner's psyche and the Hulk. It's very accurate. Okay, it does not make that movie any better. No, that your goal should be to make great movies, make good movies. Um, make them the best way. You know, this is one of the reasons why I stay behind X Men Three. X Men Three holds up as a movie. If 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 you renamed everyone in that movie, the movie's good. The movie's good. Just because someone's named Wolverine doesn't mean what. Uh, are you gonna reference Patch? Are you re- reference the Patch era in the X Men Three movie to know that the screenwriter read the comics? No, the Patch era was one of the worst errors in Wolverine comics. Forget that. Like, like, you see what I'm saying? It's I have no idea what the patch is. Yeah, well, he was known as Patch when when his title launched in the '80s when he got his own solo series. Mm. He wasn't. It was called Wolverine, but inside the book, he was known as Patch. He had a patch on his eye. Ah, they did that for a couple of years. Right. Now. Okay. If you make a Spider-Man movie, are you going to what build towards the Clone Saga? Why not? No, you don't do that. Why not? Well, do you know what the Clone Saga was about? No. Okay. But I know it's loved amongst fans no. and everybody would want it. No, it's actually the, the most hated comic book story, probably next to them killing Hal Jordan. It's probably the most hated comic book story. Okay, the Clone Saga was when Marvel said, um, hey, you know Peter Parker? And people were like, yeah, we know Peter Parker. Well, the Peter Parker you know has been a clone the entire time. Well, what do you mean? Like, this year? This issue? No, no, no. Back to, the like, the 70s when this guy named the Jackal cloned him. And he, he kept Peter Parker and put this guy Ben Rowley in his place. So, 
these 30 years of comic book continuity have not been Peter Parker. That was the Clone Saga. Okay. Okay. It, they it, it, it they practically derailed the character that it wasn't until... Um, I forget the guy's name that wrote. Now, it's like kind of like uh, Dane Slott. He was the guy that came along and kind of brought Spider-Man back. Modern day guy. But, you know, they even went about 20 years. Not 20, maybe like 15 years of recovering from that and recovering from one more day. Mm-hmm. And the one more day story is where they they reckoned he was not married to Mary Jane. Okay. So they've just been abusing that character since the Clone Saga. Just off the, off mark. Well, it doesn't really matter. Peter yeah. Parker's dead. But so. um, but that's the whole thing, though. Like you know, like there's there's more bad in the source material that 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 you put. Well, like, yeah, that's why that, I said there's seventy five years, not ten great years. Yeah, but it's not even. But you're so generous when you say seventy five years. You know, Captain America's source material is so rich that they did one origin movie and they jumped right to the modern day stuff. Because there's nothing between. It's all crap. Oh, yeah, it's why they killed him for 10 years and brought him back as an Avenger. That's... Well, I'm talking since then. Yeah. He, he came back in the 60s. Yeah, I know. He disappeared in the 40s, came back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, from the 60s to the Winter Soldier that was written by Ed Brubaker in... Well, yeah, and and you could argue that in, 90% in the 2000s, of... You know? But, but the thing is, though, like, that's what I mean, like... Were they supposed to have done Captain America's movies with him in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s? Like, there's there's very little for them to even, like, draw from. There's There was, there was nothing for them to draw from for Iron Man. Nothing. Uh, Thor is the only one that has had, like, arcs worth drawing from. And that's, like, the Walt Simonson era. Mm. That was in the 80s. Okay? And that's it. That's what I mean. Like, so, like, when you say, like, stick to the source, it's no. It's, like, like they have a corkboard, and they're, like, what are, our, like, the best ideas? And they fill up that corkboard at the Marvel Studios. This is, like, what they do. And that's it. So they go to the corkboard, and they're saying, this character is this. Okay. And this is as far as we can go with them. And then they start, they have to start creating for the movies. So eventually the movies are not going to be anything close to the comics outside of what they're newly introducing, right. like the Doctor Strange, which is and stuff why like that. now all of the comics are based off of the movies. It's well, flip flopped. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but you know that's all. It's always been like that, though. Like I remember when the Keaton Batman movie came out, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Ham was the screenwriter. Like he started taking over Detective Comics <laughs> when that movie was out. Yeah, and um, it's kind of like uh, the Batcave. Right, came from the TV show, mm-hmm. so like it, um, for like the visual for the Fortress of Solitude came from the movie, from the Richard Donner movie that you know that got translated to the comic. I mean, it's always been there, because it's it's you want to sell more comics, right? The people selling comics want to buy like you know a bigger house, they want to buy more cars, like, uh, but it's always like that. I mean, is it any different than? You know, if they if if the political tone of America produces views within Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns, no, it's the same thing. Like they're, they're, you're taking what's out there, what's in like the ether, 
and you're absorbing it into the comic book, into like your work, and you're spinning it back out. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it, but these guys see other movies, and it goes into the comics. Yeah, like you know, like I, but and but I, comics is one of the only mediums that you can track it because they come out monthly, so you can actually see like a wave happening. You know, and I think that's a part of what's wrong with comics now. Like they are, um, they've lost a little bit of that. Like you now, like there's no, there's there's no nuance anymore. It's not for me. It's not even that. It's they can't keep <coughs> shit. They can't keep it. No. Why? Why? All right. Why do I want to go back and finish the all new X Men run? I got like volumes one and two. I, I got like the first twelve or yeah. like fifteen issues. You're talking about like the Michael Bendis, the, the Marvel tro- Now the, universe, oh, the, if yeah. you will. Okay. So the all new X Men 1960s meets current modern yeah. day. Scott Summers blew Xavier's head off, and he's the new Magneto. Yeah. Why do I want to read that when it barely got past the trial of Jean Grey with the Guardians, and Marvel now is no more, and it's Marvel whatever? Why do I want to go and try and read all the 52 crap that I was into with the Dark Knight and Batman and all that when yeah. it barely like they you had. Marvel six one six for nineteen whatever yeah. into for like a thirty year run it was all together in this universe well, yeah but now every five years it's oh no all that crap's gone yeah well that's that's a little bit what I was getting up with House of M right House of M was the first domino that fell because up until that point like you you had very simple like you you had a very simple precept when you were a, a creator when mm-hmm. you were a comic book writer when you were Writing something within continuity, which is doesn't matter what you do to the character as long as the character is the same as as where it began. Right. So you can do whatever you want to like Captain America, but he needs to be Captain America as he started. Mm-hmm. And the times that they broke this convention became storylines that were of legend, like the Dark Phoenix saga. Okay, where you're like, holy, like holy crap, but. At the end of the Dark Phoenix saga, all but one character is the same, which is Jean, Jean Grey. Right. Because she's, she's dead. Um, but that's, like, but that doesn't exist anymore. Like, because the 90s happened, and people saw huge profits coming from comics that were, like, spun. Mm-hmm. So they spun Superman by killing him. They spun Superman by giving, like, releasing for the return of Superman, which in each Superman was, like, a hardcore version of Superman. Like, the cyborg and the kid with the leather jacket and the guy covered in steel. Like, okay? So, like, they were just spinning Superman for that. You, you They spun Batman by breaking his back and right. then, then delivering uh, this other extreme Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Lantern, they just killed Hal. They Hal Jordan, they killed him, released, uh, like, they came out with, like, a, a younger, spunkier Green Lantern that everyone hated. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the theme in the 90s, which was, like, you, you, you were, like, you had to shake up the characters because you thought that was working because the book sold so well. Right. But the thing is, they're, like, that created a generation of people that absorbed that content, and then they get, they these kids become professionals, and when they become professionals, they think, the only thing they can imagine is shaking the status quo. So, like, you know, like one bad generation created the windfall. Um, 
but I do believe that what happened in the 90s was the most creative boom ever in comic book history next to what happened with like within the 60s within the competition of DC and Marvel how the two of those they were battling for space and they created everything that we still love today so side note yeah why is it okay that the MCU aside from Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye mm-hmm Stick to the comic book costumes almost to a T. Captain America still runs around in an American flag. Yeah, yeah. But the X-Men are too outlandish to be comic book uniformed. No, no one says that they're outlandish. No, I'm but, just saying, yeah, like, as I mean, far as source material no, I, and the I, argument I was making earlier, it's just, it's, why does it work for the MCU, but Fox is afraid to take that leap? What do you look, think? You don't know what, I don't know what Fox is thinking. There's no way I could assume that. Who knows? Like, maybe they did do a bunch of screen tests and, the, and they thought it looked like sh- crap. Maybe Brian Singer doesn't want to do it. And they trust Brian Singer to make them money. You know? Like, it's, it's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's really hard to know what goes behind these decisions. And, you know. Because, so, I mean, even that first Fantastic Four and Daredevil. They go really close to that source. Yeah. That, that yeah, eye-catching like, comic book cover. That's what, that's what catches me. You know what I mean? And then when you see them on, like, an X-Men Apocalypse poster, it just, it never catches my eye. And that's the difference between, all right, yeah, it's all, even Spider-Man, he looks great. He always has, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Like, now, he's got the webbing, like, in the 60s, and, like, all that good stuff. Yeah. They even tease the Iron Spider. But I just don't get why Fox is so afraid to take that, like, leap. Yeah, look, that's what I mean about, I think, I think that time is coming because I really do think Deadpool taught them lessons. Hopefully, if they're going to reboot after Apocalypse, hopefully it's built around a Deadpoolian universe somewhat. Yeah, maybe. Like, Deadpool's still a character that I cannot take a lot of. No, no, no. I'm not I, saying he needs to be the new Wolverine, but yeah. like maybe that Colossus ties to an all-new X-Men where they're well, all... Because well, uh, the, even now, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, she's in her X-Force, no, if you will. Well, guard. actually, yeah, or she would be in possibly New Mutant gear, which is Right, thank you. Okay, and or the Grant Morrison X for Extinction era, which was black leather and yellow, maybe. But I, she kind of seemed more to be New Mutant. But you're right, they could just take that and make that part of the new X-Men. The new standard. Yeah. But here's the thing. It, this is where it's like, it, it, I think it frustrates people because they o- oversimplify it. it. It's hard to know what where these decisions are coming from, what the origin of them are, and how they're executed. Part of the fun of delving deeper into it is you get you you only get nuggets. You get you get like little pieces of the the, the decisions behind these movies. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot. Of, one of the reasons why you don't get more is because they're in competition, right? And you can't tell people everything you're thinking to appease, uh, you know, like Ed over here reading comics, like on the couch, like going to the comic book store every Wednesday and picking up what's new. You can't appease Ed, like you're you're in the business. You gotta protect your secrets, like like you're telling me that they're secretive about Star Wars because they're what? trying to protect the fans and surprises no 
because it's Star Wars, it's going to make a billion dollars regardless. No. Part of that is they're, they're protecting it against the competition. And that's a key point people miss. Pray tell, what competition is there for Star Wars? The juggernaut that it is. Well, I don't know. Like, you, you never know what happens on box office weekend sometimes. You never know. I'm talking overall, buddy. Well, overall. I mean, Star Wars. movie has religions based on it. <laughs> religions. <laughs> or religions are based on Star Wars. Right? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I don't think that it's, it's so much of like the competition is that like there is such a thing as stealing thunder when it comes to weekly box office star wars can come out and a movie can still come in underneath star wars the same weekend and pull income oh yeah okay like you know it can pull a sizable chunk i mean i think around force awakens i want to say some of the competition for Force Awakens was the second Hunger Games movie. Okay? You know, and, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, these people make strategic decisions. They they, they, they call weekends mm-hmm. years in advance. Right. Okay. But that doesn't mean these, like, undercard movies still don't have a chance. I mean, I, I, time, time and time again, like, we're always taught that lesson where it's somewhat unknown, like, comedy... Um, you know, like Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry comedy or right. Ice Age comes mm-hmm. out, like a kids movie comes out and, and swoops in mm-hmm. and, and they have decimated big budget movies before. So it, 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 it is a secretive business. It's also a small business. Like people know each other in Hollywood. It's like there's oh, yeah. only a few people that, that run it and that, uh, not, but there's, tens of thousands of people trying to break into those gates but there's still like a small core that run it same as like any industry like silicon valley is a very close-knit community they run tech for the entire world so like where what is your like where do you think like what would you like to see that you haven't seen in any of these movies as of as a franchise like I, as of as of just them putting a character to film and then trying to make a series out of it. That's tough. They've been pretty wish granting so far. Yes. Like see that's just it. I I cannot complain about what the MCU has done mm-hmm. because they've been so solid. How, hey, how about how about something outside the MCU? The the like, only thing that I could compare to the MCU in sheer tightness is Harry Potter. And aside from the MCU going, have, have as you long seen as... Fantastic Beasts? I haven't, not no. yet. Do you want to see that? It's it felt so out of place, yeah. but now that I'm seeing all the like, oh, it's kind of a a prequel, and this guy that's mentioned in yeah. the Deathly Hollows is a major player. He, like, yeah, it's the more it's tying, the more I'm just waiting for DVD. I'll buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. I'll watch it. It'll sit on the, the shelf. I'm gonna buy the Rogue One like, Blu-ray. When, when comes, I'll watch it a million and one time. Competition though, I'm, I'm getting somewhere real quick. We mm-hmm. can talk about competition. What came out right before that movie? What? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Suicide Squad? Well, Doctor Strange came out two weeks before Fantastic Beasts, right? 
Okay. Like, like might have been two or three weeks. Okay. Fantastic, Fantastic Beast came in on under expectations. Now, is this because this wizard idea, the people had their fill with Doctor Strange, and they just were kind of like, okay, so the diehards are the ones that went to I Harry can Potter. put it to you this way. I am a diehard Harry Potter fan. I never missed a midnight. Mom took me to all of them until I was old enough to go by myself. Even if... <laughs> Did you take mom at least? <laughs> <laughs> no, she was out of state by the time they, okay. they wrapped right. up. Yeah. But, no. but even... Even if Doctor Strange would have been six months before, two weeks after, like, I just personally had no desire to see Fantastic Beasts until I learned, yeah, like, oh, this Grindelwald but, guy that's the villain, yeah. he's the same guy but, from the but, Deathly Hot. Like, here, it, here, it was the ties. But consider this. There's only so much bandwidth. There's only so much bandwidth a person can utilize. Mm-hmm. Okay? Disney had the momentum of, like, pushing... Like all the education you knew about Doctor Strange and the hype, like even over Fantastic Beasts, and that's what I mean about like like this is why things are secretive and there's like well yeah but like, for me you're like talking you, to the you, wrong you, person you about that I, I, yeah. as soon as they before they but, even announced during Phase Two I was trying to track down Doctor Strange books because yeah, I but, knew it was a matter but of here, time. Here's the thing though you got you you got to take yourself out of it and you got to consider the real you're not the real audience. Like you're you're a small percentage. The the norm audience is a very small percentage. The bigger audience are the people that just want to go see a movie. All right. Well, if so, I was thinking of the bigger audience, I would say Fantastic Beasts would have been the way to go. Well, because you know Harry Potter's family. But but but, but the thing is though, okay. Mm-hmm. Because you know the two movies are similar in in theme. Okay. Presentation visuals. Okay. okay. That Doctor Strange was able to steal the bandwidth from fantastic beasts no yes no that that is the only way to explain no. because otherwise fantastic beasts would have performed beyond expectations maybe just nobody cared no i think i think it i w- think dr strange has enough separate type of action and elements to it but the people don't know that they only know what they're what they're seeing like they know it's a wizard movie and that came out before Fantastic Beasts. See, I wouldn't even call it a wizard. When, when you see Doctor Strange, you'll understand why I wouldn't but call it a wizard But the average person movie. doesn't care. Nah, but he's, I, the average person... Like, all right, but no, he, no, no, he's time out, time out. He's a guy in a red cape that throws around You're spells. You're right, he's a guy in a red cape. Harry Potter with the wands has been around long before the guy with the red cape. Harry Potter's had the staying power. Harry Potter has two theme parks built around him in Universal. Harry Potter's spinoff movie would have had the draw. But but this is at the end of the day, Doctor Strange is a sequel to the MCU universe. But the people don't know about that. But they do. At this point, they do. You know how many people I I explain this to on a daily basis? I don't. You know how many people I don't have to explain it to on a daily basis? These are just the crowds we roll with. No, right. But your crowd is not the audience. You don't need... My crowd is the audience. We're the one that went to see it. You didn't. No, but but you're, you're missing the point, though. The point, though, is that Disney made a strategic choice to steal that bandwidth. Okay. But that's like, not what we were talking about. Yes. We were talking about if there was room in that's not how yeah, that because, was because 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 it attacked what what people people like already thought they saw a wizard movie. So when 
by the time Fantastic Beast was rolling around, it was just another wizard movie that people that that the the larger audience didn't feel like seeing. So, and that's the difference between fifty and sixty million dollars. Okay. And when you're making at movies at $200 million with $100 million budgeting, $300 million movies, trust me, you need that $60 million. Oh, I don't deny. Just chalk it up as another loss for Warner Brothers. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, this is why secrets are kept within these movies. Because people, well, even for me, like, you know, you know like you and I are very knowledgeable, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, it's at the end of the day, it's still a bandwidth. Oh, I don't like deny. Mentality. And if they weren't worried about it or they didn't think they were going to... They could have pushed dates back. They could have moved them around. You can't because there's uh, these... They just moved two dates around on big movies coming. Yeah, years years from now. No, I'm talking... A movie just got pushed back to 2017. How big of a movie? Uh, what was it? The shit. Yeah, and you and usually when movies move dates, it's, it's, it's kind of like a bad sign. Oh, I'm not denying like, it's not know, a bad sign, yeah. but it's a, a relatively big enough movie that I was like, oh, crap, another six months to wait for that yeah. one. Well, so I was pumped. It's usually a bad sign when, when they move dates. Uh, yeah, but 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 the, the overall, like like I said, like the overall point, though, is that there's, there's, a, there's always a, a fight for the attention span. Right, like you know, like there's there's always a, uh, and you know, like and that's what Doctor like Doctor Strange essentially like Disney was able to somewhat slay Harry Potter. Well, yeah, yeah, they they they, 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 mm. they made a strategic marketing decision to slay Harry Potter. Disney was able to slay the Harry Potter universe. Had that movie been. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and they skipped it and went ahead and filmed the stage play before the stage play hit it would have blown Doctor Strange out of the water because I would have been there to see it too well that's the thing but that's not Harry Potter that's what shot them in the foot Doctor Strange is not the Marvel Cinematic Universe but it is no it's a Doctor Strange movie that has references so subtle that you didn't even pick up on like the Living Tribunal reference and the Galactic reference, the, I, the Galactus. I picked up on a Living Tribunal, no, I and there you. is no Galactic reference. Yes, there is. They talk about the Eater of Worlds in that movie. Yes. <laughs> you, Maybe in a deleted scene. No, they they talk about that. But even but the, the Living, I when I told you about the Living Tribunal, you didn't know about that. He's the three headed face. I knew. I didn't. No, I yeah. know who that is. He's got the staff. Right. I know who that is. Yeah, So, but those are subtle references that... that right. But but they're not even in the MC. It, either way, it is a Marvel movie. It was advertised as a Marvel it's, movie. It's this a Marvel movie. This is the next but, Marvel superhero. But it's not this continuation type movie. It's just like... It's not, but it's still in the MCU. It's still yeah, part of that grander but people, story. But people and I feel like after 14 years of the grander story, the fans of it, the people that do go to see it, that care about it, that are listening to us now... Know that that's part of the bigger plan. They know Doctor Strange is going to tie into Infinity War, and if you saw the movie, you know he's yeah. going to play a big part in Thor Ragnarok. But like it, it goes with the territory. Yeah. When you see Marvel at but, the end of that trailer, but you know, irregard, I have to see this if but, I've seen the rest. But here's the thing: the larger audience, like the week two, the week three, the week four audience, which 
watch you know the audience that the flip of the coin on a friday night well it's date night it's movie well, yeah. night it's well, no it's like they, the third tuesday of december we go to the but movies that's the that thing and, but what do the, we see but those are the people you make the movies for like the the core like the the super geeks always think the movies are made for them and it's the same as like the, the sports fanatic that thinks you, you make the movie for the general public you want to make money well, right Right. So no one's gonna pander it to the ten thousand people that have actually read a Doctor Strange comic. But, They're gonna make it appealing to the general public. But you're saying they should though, by saying that if they stick to the base. That's not at all what I was saying. I was saying this was a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, your point, and but, that is but, going to drown out but, something that is loosely tied but to wait, Harry but Potter. But wait, your 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 point with the X Men though was they should have stuck to the base with the costumes. Yeah, with the costumes. To me, aesthetically, yeah. I don't think that a non-fan would have said they look like garbage. I'm not going to see that But plenty of people... Like, it's the same argument with Transformers. Like, the core complains about Transformers, but people actually love them. Like, you know, like the the, the toys sell... People love Michael Bay. He's nothing more than an explosion. That's... You can't say that. What do you want? No, you can't say Michael... No, Michael... If you ever watched the... Uh, Zero Dark Thirty or uh, I have or actually Gain. yeah like those are those are and even like Armageddon uh, and and um uh Pearl Harbor like those are deeply emotional movies that that if you took away I'll give you two out of those if if you took away the explosions in Armageddon you have you still have a better movie than Deep Impact okay I haven't seen like, Deep Impact yeah but I'm just saying like like that must be the poor man's Armageddon. Uh, no, Deep Impact actually was they were competing movies, same as Doctor Strange and Deep Impact and has Will Smith, right? No, no, Gene no. Hackman, no. Well, screw this conversation. <laughs> On to the next topic. <laughs> Deep Impact had uh, John Favreau, director of Iron Man, mm-hmm. had um, uh, not Ed Harris. It had uh, who's who's the guy from? Um, I forget his name. I don't know. I can from, see the poster with the rock from um, into the earth what had, and all uh, that It's crap. got Elijah Wood. Ugh. It's got um, what's his name? Who? Uh, Robert Duvall. Okay. Robert Duvall is the, the aging astronaut. It has Morgan Freeman as a black president. It had him in every role. <laughs> I know. It's just about. But no. But but the thing is, are like those were competing movies. Bane birth one. Armageddon one. Do you know what the competing movie for Blade was? Blade. Yeah. Er, Baneworth competition for that movie as well. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say Underworld. It was John Carpenter's Vampires. Okay. Do you remember the Baneworth uh, competition for Bugs Life? Ants. Ants. Bugs Life won. That's what I mean. So this the, uh, Harry Potter spinoff movie versus Doctor Strange. So like people know this practice works and it wins. There, there, there's a way to win this type of war. But but at the same time, so getting getting back to my own question, I would love to see an X Men franchise. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you be interested in, in X Men movies without Wolverine? By far, I mean I, yeah, I would be interested. I don't think they would be bad. I also think it would be cool to just recast him and have him as the angry background berserker that you bring in when you need some bloodshed or something torn up and you let some other people tell the story. What about Cyclops? 
you know my feelings on that. Don't go there. <laughs> so what? Yes, that's a yes or that's a no. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see him at the forefront with Charles. I'd love to see Colossus giving Wolverine the speedball in the background, tearing off the Sentinel's yeah. head. Well, we saw we saw live action, baseball. X-Men yeah. 3. Yeah, we saw it once. Yeah, it it, it would just you be know. nice to see like that constant team up of yeah. So what wh- what about what if they just kind because of, I think they're they're locked in on the new mutants movie right yeah there so, there's a ton of stuff happening so actually. what about what about using that to uh, relaunch I guess I I'll be honest I don't know jack all about the new mutants and i don't care <coughs> i know wolfsbane just doesn't sound good to me i know cannonball you have cannonball cannonball she's a, cannonball actually is oh i forget how they defined them but cannonball actually at one time was like one of the most powerful earthbound mutants like or characters in marvel i'm pretty sure they loosely did cannonball in x-men evolution the cartoon oh and again i could take her leave like yeah. no one on that team aside from wolfsbane stands out and even wolfsbane is just like a poor man's beast i just well they're all kind of like it's my like, I, it's like change, my ideal like x-men movie from... is like that that 80s poster of like the crew yeah. You know, you know the one I'm talking yeah. about. Like, that well, is the it's, movie I want. Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of... Or give me X-Men Apocalypse and just give me a... Age of, you, never, you want Age of Apocalypse. You know what I mean. You want Age of Apocalypse, Age, yeah. I want Cyclops with one eye, but Wolverine they kinda, with one hand. They, they really blew their load. But they did. Apocalypse. It'll never happen, Yeah, which is a damn shame. But at least, at least there was... But I, I thought the... Like, I, I thought I was a little bit on the outskirts of that, though. Where... It's kind of like I thought they nailed Apocalypse, and people seem like he they. I don't complain about him they, one bit. They, people think that he didn't have enough motivation, or he wasn't. He was kind of like cardboard. He was a little bit vanilla in that, and I thought they nailed him. I might shoot my credibility, but I don't hate that movie. I think they underutilize some characters. Like Angel's a complete waste. Complete waste. Yeah. Psylocke again. again. <laughs> Almost you, again. You, you got a hot girl in spandex. Mazeltov, give her something to do. Yeah, Cyclops was, I mean, Psylocke was a huge disappointment. Like, and Especially the whole Havoc thing, that pisses me off. Like, what? I saw it once. Right. I, like, I'm, I've seen it twice. I'm, I'm for going on the run of just watching that for a week to, to really dissect it. Mm-hmm. So... My my position for X Men is I guess or X Men Apocalypse is that I don't have a position. Okay. I just I just know that my biggest walk away issue with that movie was that in in this continuity this run you have thirty years of no X Men. Nothing happens in 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 the sixties, right? They mm-hmm. kind of form the X Men now. If you, you go to the seventies and there's no X Men. Charles has closed the school. Right. And then at the end of the 80s, <laughs> you kind of have a team. But there's no, like, standing X-Men team. Like, you kind of see in the beginning of the first X-Men movie, where mm-hmm. there's somewhat of a standing team. Right. You still, And that's the biggest fallacy of the X-Men movies, period. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Deadpool. They're not that. X-Men. They're Wolverine movies with yeah, I mean, it's, Characters uh, built I think it. I think it really is amazing though. Even when the first one turned out to be about Rogue 
Anna Paquin, still yeah. an Oscar-winning actress in that time, because she won it when she was like eight yeah, for she was Fly 10. Away Home. Whatever, no, it doesn't the it piano. Counts. I think she won for the piano. I thought it was Fly Away Home. Pretty sure it was the piano. Either way, we yeah. digress. You still made it about Wolverine, and it's about Anna Paquin. <laughs> like, right? And you still have well, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart as your like, and you're focusing on it. It that. Uh, I I just wish that well, would have went but, another way. Well, here's here's the the one thing too. Um, I mean, it's kept Hugh Jackman healthy and fed and rich, which is all well and good. Well, he's and yeah, and, and he's been nineteen ninety four the piano and okay. the Pacman, best supporting actress. The um, the the point with Wolverine with the young girl is that is on point. Yeah, so he's always had that Jubilee or Kitty Pride. Kitty or Pride. Yeah. There's always right. that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think in who's he have it, right? He's got Jubilee, somewhat. I guess in the like, '90s, yeah, cartoon. the cartoon series, yeah, right. But also in, in in the comic too, yeah. So, but no, I mean, I think we're going to. Jeez, uh, we're just going. We're just going on here. We're, we're hitting the two hour mark. <laughs> I think we should. Um, we, we might have to part to this. Yeah, I think when we get to this this part of the uh, conversation, when when uh, yeah, when we go into this much of a flow state, I just feel like we should give out like free things here <laughs> for people who are listening <laughs> to reward, the, you know, people listening all the way through. I can see that, but it's a uh, but no, I think uh, we we kind of this is what we wanted to do today. Right. We kind of just wanted to sit down and have like some of a spitball session, and it's it's always good to kind of get, uh, you know, like because you and I essentially, I think, you can kind of tell, but you know, people may not that you and I really do live in different worlds. Right. Okay. But, um, my world at one time was your world. Yeah. On cocaine, and crack. Could be. And steroids and, and heroin. And and the list goes on and on. But it's and but at the same time though, like as of right now, yeah, we, we, we have different priorities, we live in different worlds, but yeah, you know, we still get excited for a rogue one. Right. We get excited for Doctor Strange mm-hmm. or and sometimes you get disappointed when you miss stuff, but you're not butthurt when it doesn't happen. Right. Before, like I used yeah, you know, I used to get like anxiety. Like, I used to get nervous if I didn't see movies quick enough in the theater. Oh, I believe like, it. I, it's was, a, I do, because of assholes like you. Not, not <laughs> You're like the me. reason why I need to go out and see the movie on Thursday, because by Friday it's going to be all over my Facebook, and it's ruined for nah, me. I don't, I don't promote any, any of that oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not at all. Yeah, but um, I, <laughs> what have you been, real quick, though, because I, I just want to get your opinion on this. Um, what about... The Power Power Rangers movie. Where are you with this? Uh, Is I'll tell you know story wise. Story. All right. So far, what I know. There. So far, what I know. Zordon's supposed to be the first Red Ranger. We get a glimpse of him a thousand years ago. All right. Cool. Okay. Rita's supposed to be the first Green Ranger gone bad. Mm. All right. Cool. F and A. Apparently, we have a funeral scene. We don't know if it's a ranger. We don't know if it's someone close to the rangers, but there's been a confirmed funeral scene. Wow. All right, fucking A, adding some balls. Yeah. 
then I saw what they did to Goldar. <laughs> oh, I missed that. As much as the, the visuals have been irking me from the get-go, but the story details have been intriguing me enough that I wasn't going to pass judgment. As soon as I saw what they did to my favorite villain on that show, Goldar, aside from he looks like their Megazord all put together, he, he looks like a, a giant turd that someone had the runs all over. Because his face is just melted. He's a toy. A toy leaked of him. That's how you're going to find him. Goldar action him. figure. Let me see. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting That's all... him. You passed him. That's that. Right there. Oh, right. Oh, he's like really gold. Yeah. The whole thing is oh. when he get destroyed a thousand years ago, the gold blew up, whatever, whatever. So the whole <laughs> movie, Rita's going around to like Fort Knox and getting Goldar's gold. She's going to this spot and getting his gold and trying to put him together to beat the Rangers. That just looks like crap covered in diarrhea to me. It's runny, just nasty, no definite like. Yeah. And the body shape is exactly the. It just. So like so a little bit of. Like I I guess what we were talking about like earlier. Yeah, because Rita is dressed in green. Yeah. That's kind of cool. See, like, and that was going totally over my head. I thought they were just trying to do a hot alienized, and yeah. then they said she was going to be the first Green Ranger, and I was like. That's why she's all in green. That's that makes cool. sense. Yeah, her her. Um, the story details were hooking me, she, but then when I see she stuff has like, like the that. amulet for the green. Right, right. Oh, that's cool, dude. Mm -hmm. So like, so here here's a little bit of they just, just crossed that last line, here, and I don't know. If but I isn't he kind of like side throwaway character too? I know he's a personal favorite, but it's kind of like he, the same. He as was like, he, yeah, he was Rita's lap dog, but he yeah. was around. He the fact that he's in every episode, like I just think he always looked awesome. Yeah, he like, did. He, he was that blue dog. He's got the long black hair. Like, He's got the metal sword. I'll destroy the Rangers for you. Like, when, and then they make him look like just melting crap. When when I saw the trailer, I immediately thought this thing is too realistic. I could see that. I just, I'm just like. Because like, like, Kearns was even like the Iron Man ripoffs don't piss you off because all of them look like their yeah, suits okay. are right. That's I could fine. deal with that. Yeah. I could deal. He was like, really, Goldar's the line, and I was like, yeah, actually, with how far they went, they could have done anything. You're right. The, they the, just the solid gold alone. Like, so what? He's a transformer. That's yeah. It's it's a little it's, weird. Like, it's too much. Like, I'm kind of with you on that. It's too much. But that's where I drew the line. But it, they kind of seem like. Like even I was really trying to, and they even got Brian Cranston to play Zord. Like yeah, but, I was so. But it's still. But don't you think this is still kind of like a little bit of what we were even talking about with Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man Two, where they centralize everything around Oscorp and mm -hmm. it kind of looks good and smells good, but it takes away the right. Well, the, this like, whole thing this apparently, randomness. apparently she's working for Zed the whole time. Like all this isn't for her; it's for Zed, yeah. who she pissed off. And it's like, no. Do Do you think? That there's too much of an obsession with world building when you come to, to movies anymore. I think... Like, why does everything always have to be... I mean, like, and this is a little bit of, like, what I was trying to say with Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Where, like, it is Marvel U, but at the right. same time, it's not. And that's why those movies work so well. That's why, like, Paul Rudd 
like has a superhero movie and mm-hmm. that movie kind of has no connection but little things but sure like until civil war where he's fully yeah, connected until, until civil war but then again you could just watch civil war and you're just like oh okay he's funny when, the, yeah. when he's introduced yeah him. you can like, you, you can know, watch any of them as a standalone but at the end of the day they're all interconnected they are but i just think like that's where see i the i Marvel can't movies i can't complain about them line. building a mythos because i really do like that they're doing it for the universal mods like i like the idea of if you have 12 properties i like the idea of krampus and trick-or-treat being connected by the candy that's in the kids halloween leftovers but but, but you know what though but see those are like fun ones to where like um you know like pixar they have the pixar theories right and i think that's kind of like whatever that's world building too there's well, taking to, it too far to there's being on the nose there's doing it right I like will, i will tell I you i have no problem with world it just I, I, when you try and incorporate four seasons of mighty Morphin power rangers into one movie which is what it kind of seems like they're trying to do just throwing the whole z yeah, connection in se- there too yeah. like that's where it becomes what, just plan on making four sequels was, and by was the set. that introduced in the live action movie no, no, he was, he was before the that. show. Yeah, and then but he was in the movie. But he was an original American creation. Yes, he was never in the Super yeah. Sentai. I always thought he looked cool too. Oh yeah, that, the brain, the build. He's yeah. he's a skinned he, human he, with a metal like, mask. You know what he is though? He's kind of like the uh, the best friend of Jason X. <laughs> he is because he had the, he uh, the crown. But look, we're, underrated movie. I I want to talk more about this because I do want to dissect a little bit of if world building works. Okay, as opposed. If it really does work, all right. Because I really let's find some let's find some cinematic universes to to tear up and build down, my yeah, friend. Well, some of these cinematic universes only existed in one movie, too. This is true. Yeah, uh, but let's we'll leave it off there. Norm's going to come back and say say goodbye. He had to take a walk. Yeah, I had to throw out my my trash. Yeah, it's okay. My uh, trash. Norm is uh, Norm promotes clean, cleansiness. I don't like to leave a mess. <laughs> I hear you. Unless but, it's on your toilet seat, because hey, after oh, you clean it up. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> don't go there. All right, we're 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 gonna get out of here. I, you know what? I I uh, my my takeaway from from today though is uh, I was able to kind of like arrive to some epiphanies while we were talking. Very and, nice. And it's th- always good. And I think that for me that was like very valuable. Ooh, my blood pressure. Yeah. I know. Nor, you're you're, you're What is your shirt, by the way? Oh, what is that from? It, oh, it's they it's live a, as Galactus, and it says consume. Where'd you get that? At? Ripped apparel, my friend. It was a daily tea. Dude, that's cool. I I, I saw it. I, I like the colors. Yeah, what color is that? Is that a blue shirt? Pink and blue, navy blue shirt, light I'll, I'll blue design, yeah, pink. I would probably wear that. But all right, we're signing off. All right. All right. Until, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Until next time, we, we're gonna ho, go on. Ho, ho. We're gonna go in a little bit of a break. Because we're going to have a little bit of a further technology. We're going to have a production upgrade. There's a couple of things that we're figuring out here. And then... The dorm's taking a vacation. I'll see you guys after the vacation. Yeah, it's going to go. Yeah, so we'll talk about that when I get back.